Well, it's recording. We're recording. We're live. Yeah, but I can turn it off and start it again. Okay. Well, I mean, I'll just like edit it or like chop the beginning part out. Yeah. Um. Cheers. Cheers. It's the two-year anniversary of my podcast, which I mean, I really don't. Oh, really? So wow. Yeah. Yeah. And you're my first guest, so I thought, let me get back to oh, my wow. roots. Well, I'm honored. Yeah. That was such a like, weird time. Mm-hmm. It was like May of 2020. Yeah. And I looked at our topics list from that mm-hmm. and it was just like Rose McGowan, new album, Fiona Apple, new album. I don't remember any of that. No, who knows? Rose McGowan had an album. She put out an album. Okay. I didn't listen to it. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but it's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, just like your... transcripts of her getting raped by Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> <laughs> How was um, what? How was your day? And also, like, were you upstate recently? I thought it looked like you got out of town. No, I went to Connecticut to look at properties because I was looking upstate originally. Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, Sam McInnes put me onto a little place called Litchfield County. Yeah, Litchfield County. It's nice. Yeah. I Connecticut is, like, more understandable to me than upstate New York. It's, like, a new frontier for me i've never really been to connecticut but i know i mean i've been in new york state my entire life yeah and every time i go to like the catskills or like the hudson valley it seems kind of fake and random but also just like not that cute or it's Mm -hmm. like very expensive and i don't really get why there's two modes either it's like really expensive or it's not that cute and it's just like properties that people like strung together during the pandemic to sell from to um anxious like city slickers trying to get the fuck out and everything is like a 30 minute drive yeah like a grocery store yeah and there's like no amenities and they're like check out this awesome property with its cabin like feel and it's like it's not a cabin it's just literally like stripped inside it's a piece of shit yeah. Apart. yeah when i looked at an apartment for friends of the pod antonio and rachel uh-huh. which they ended up taking and they're fixing it up but um i was like facetiming and the real estate agent was in the apartment with me uh-huh. and i'm like honestly it's a straight up dump i'll just be honest it's what was wrong with it like everything uh-huh. uh the painting was fucked like there was a room that was just like fuchsia oh. the kitchen cabinets were, like this really gothic like black lacquered paint mm-hmm. uh and i was like you have to do a lot of work ben it's uh-huh. kind of falling apart and the the real estate agent so it was like some goodbye horses shit yeah yeah her name's greenpoint carol she's a very sweet woman mm-hmm. but she was like vintage charm tell them vintage charm like i'm uh-huh. not telling them vintage charm greenpoint <laughs> carol is like in the staircase i'm gonna like fall through <laughs> but it's a cute place i really like it yeah yeah well good for them and they yeah. were like able to just like fix it yeah, they like the landlord knocked off like a hundred bucks of their rent, Uh-oh. and so they're just gonna like. Did somebody like die? Hanging. Like the previous tenant? No, they just lived there for a really long time oh, and okay. kind of you know did their thing. Mm-hmm. But did you have any luck finding anything? Um, anything? Yeah, I was like, I, I found a very pretty boathouse um, on a scenic river, with the caveat that the current owner would be allowed to park his like 20 foot boat in our mm. dock, which seems like a deal breaker. Like it seems like um, a Cape fear type scenario. Yeah. You really can't have, <laughs> cause then your privacy is gone. Yeah. You just can't have that. Yeah. 
That sounds cute. They're like a river. I yeah. like a stream in my backyard. Yeah, I just, I don't, wait, there's a stream in your backyard? No, I always like one. Oh, okay. It's like a toxic There's a lot of mosquitoes, uh, rivers in the summer, though. I think Mm -hmm. I'd be careful of that. No, I know. The truth is I don't really know what I want. Mm -hmm. You're an emotional buyer. I feel like I'm kind of, not that I'm looking, but (laughs) I'm just like, uh, I do browse and I just feel, when I I know, I know. Yeah. I, yeah, but I have I have like very unrealistic expectations. Not that I'm gonna get like a move-in ready, like perfect no. Kardashian palace or anything like that. But I'm like MLK. I have a dream. You know, I want to <laughs> raise my like multicultural future brood of children up in there, and have my mom up in there. Yeah, and have my friends coming over and oh, partying. I would be up so. In there. It's kind of yeah. like incompatible. Me and your mom should just live there together. Yeah. Right <laughs> like big it's, like, Edie it's a Rob Edie. Kardashian and uh, Chris Jenner living together. Where's Rob? I don't know. Well, I tweeted today that I'm just, I'm just always so curious like what Rob's weight is because I, I want to mm-hmm. compare my body type to his <laughs> um, and just see how good I'm doing because uh-huh. I'm on this like calorie counting journey and it's mm-hmm. going okay. But um, I want to know if he's looking good. Mm-hmm. he's not looking good he's yeah. always been kind of cute to me you know i think rob is like the hottest kardashian or was mm-hmm. when he was like uh lean and wearing gym socks yeah he's just like a normal looking he's like average plus which mm-hmm. is like all that men have to do and then they're like yeah. the hottest person in the world totally yeah. yeah but it's crazy that his um body image issues are so severe that he can't be on the new reboot of the Kardashians. No. And I mean, I really wish they televised the Black China versus like the entire Kardashian family. Which was what? She sued them because she said that like Kris Jenner basically got her like blacklisted from like reality TV because of like all the drama with her and Rob. Uh huh. And that like she would have maybe had like 10 seasons of her reality show and she sued them for like a hundred million dollars. Uh huh. And, like, that never would have happened. No. And she lost. Yeah. But that should have been televised. I mean, she did, like, a, I mean, Rob did fucked up shit, too. Like, he actually, I remember being on Twitter when this happened. He did, like, a straight-up revenge porn, like, he tweeted a picture just of her vagina. What? And deleted it, like, 30 seconds later. But I was just, like, doom-scrolling, and I, I screamed How was it? it? Was it, like, a, a even like, know. a clam or like, an ah. open-faced <laughs> sandwich? Or, you can't <laughs> really of, assess, yeah. I think it was puffy, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, this is terrible and like super illegal. Yeah. Um, but then, like, she also threatened him with like a gun like multiple times mm-hmm. on FaceTime with his friends. And they all kind of testified that like she was like threatening to kill him. Yeah. And, like, the Whitney and Bobby of Calabasas. Yeah. It's like another, it's like another Johnny <sighs> Depp, Amber Heard situation where it's like they're both fucked. And it's like, call it just. It's we only draw. need one of those. Yeah. I'm I haven't been keeping up with the Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing at all. Yeah. I'm obviously team Johnny. Um You are. <laughs> yeah, even though <laughs> <laughs> You're a big Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, fan. I'm I'm it's into like the first thing I, people I, need to I know love about you. Pirates. Um I don't care if he's like BPD or pillhead. He's obviously like 75% in the right. I mean, I'm sure he did a bunch of like annoying, yeah, twisted I, shit. I don't really know because then there was some court case in the UK where she like pretty much won. Mm-hmm. 
and like the same facts were kind of presented to like an American jury and she like lost by like a landslide. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what's going on. And I also didn't want to get too close to this because it's already everywhere. I can't avoid it. Yeah. And like makes you feel cares? dirty. Yeah. And I'm like, this is like so stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess she did like lie. She like called the cops on him. There was no proof of any kind of like domestic disturbance. And then like, her and her friends like fucked up the house and then like called the cops again mm-hmm. and they're like okay. okay what we were like just here her and her like gaggle of like sinister homosexual friends i think they're just like cokehead girls that oh, Johnny okay. would, like party with too and like give them apartments and shit mm-hmm. i mean i don't know yeah <laughs> just, just dump him maybe I know yeah i mean i think i think she made the kind of like calculation that if she well first of all she's a lesbian right yeah and, and like a, a new mom too oh okay who's the father i think it was a surrogate oh, okay. situation i don't know mm. there was a rumor that the father was shit who was it someone famous Scott Disick. <laughs> i was gonna say randall no, she's too old for him. <laughs> yeah she's way too old for him um, uh no who's she dating um I'm going to Google this, but, uh, yeah, I honestly like find the Amber Johnny thing. Oh, like Elon Musk was from. Oh Elon yeah. Musk. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Or it could have been James Franco too. Who knows? Mm, I'm going to go with Elon. That baby's like yeah. very blonde. If but, it's a boy, it's Elon's. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause he, he has like nine boys. Yeah. Good for him. Fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like the odds are just, that's nuts. Yeah, that honestly, he's like a real Ubermensch, that guy. Yeah. But like the reality versus the expectation. If he was like a royal family person in like the 1600s, he'd be like revered as like a god, basically. Yeah, he'd be like Your beheading. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, he wouldn't be because he would be having boys, so there'd be no problem. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, the whole thing to me was like so weirdly uninteresting. I honestly get hornier thinking about um, the logistics of calling 311, as we were talking about. <laughs> I called 311 a few months ago. Yeah, I know. I you would were... do it again. Yeah. Was, I made like a new friend, basically. Mm-hmm. I feel like I was talking like Leon from Kirby Enthusiasm. <laughs> He's like, oh man, what the hell? The new dating app, like, 311. Yeah. I think I probably started talking about like my personal life, too. I'm yeah. Like, yeah, well... <laughs> and there's this guy, you know, he's also kind of bothered. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, go on, like, tell me more. <laughs> He's probably having a really slow day. But yeah. I woke up, like, hungover as hell, and I was like, enough is enough. My neighbor was doing illegal construction on nights and weekends. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, 10 p.m. at night, there's, like, buzz saws next to my window. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the next day, waking up at 7 in the morning, the same shit. I'm like, this can't go on. It's just not cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad you took a stand by uh, being a myself. snitch. Yeah. I, <laughs> I was, that was, <laughs> As soon as the guy picked up the phone, I'm like, Listen, I just need you to know that I, I would never do this and I, unless I felt like my sanity uh-huh. completely hinged on this. Like, I'm not a rat. Yeah. 311. Is it snitching or not? <laughs> Debate amongst yourselves. Yeah. Respond in the comments. Uh, tell me your 311 stories. This is honestly so weird wearing these headphones. I know. I, I kind of like, wish I was wearing them. You want to wear them? Really. I can't. No, I don't know how I, Dasha does this day in and day out. I would like kill myself. Yeah. What was the first episode of Red Scare like? Do you remember? Um, well, we did it in like a studio and uh, 
it was some men rigged the whole thing for us. Oh yeah. And um we Matt were, or Meg. <laughs> both, honestly. <laughs> um and like we were all like really like nervous and shy and like didn't know what the fuck to talk about yeah. and i think it was probably like 45 minutes long mm-hmm. with like lots of dead air i've never gone back and listened to old episodes and never will mm-hmm. like i could never because my first episode with you like i it was the, one of the darkest times of my life you know like the first month of the pandemic i was in my <laughs> mind i had like just a being bit of- friends with you brought me to the darkest place of my yeah. <laughs> calling you on the phone no but i was like um i had some podcasting experience before i had like a radio show with from the pod emily mm-hmm. in like 2012 or 13 oh yeah but like putting myself out there and knowing that like red scare fans are gonna like totally shit on me and did they that did. happen they, oh, oh yeah. really okay like, oh another like brooklyn person like riding <laughs> coattails of red scare I'm like oh and i mean they were right about a few things they're like oh anna's like totally like guiding this whole episode he doesn't know what he's doing and i was like yeah i i was like pacing around uh-huh. the apartment because i had this um i downloaded this app called like tape a call pro where uh-huh. all the reviews are so funny it's just like women like yeah i caught my man cheating with this app it's like five <laughs> stars you pay like 20 bucks a year and it's like mostly illegal i think to yeah like record. um so it's actually really hard to find but yeah i remember just like pacing in my apartment just like the size of like this room right just being like um so what do you think about fetch the bowl gunners <laughs> like i didn't listen i'm like i didn't really either <laughs> <laughs> but you know look how far i've come we've come yeah yeah it feels like such a long time. Then I was hanging out like a just a kind of friend of a friend, and he's like, "Oh, it's only been two years." And I'm like, "Oh, I guess I could get better, but like I probably won't." What do you mean you could get better? Like At podcasting? Yeah, it's just exhausting, kind of being like doing everything by myself and having like it'd be so much easier if I just had like a co-host and we'd just be like, "Okay, pick a day," and then it just happens, and not me. Would you ever to, get a co-host? I don't know. No. I would just like do something else, mm-hmm. but I'm not like trying to quit. I'm just saying it is. I'm at <laughs> You're a not point trying to quit. Like, Part time <laughs> podcasting like, job uh, that like practically it's, like, runs itself. Time, yeah, okay. For me, um, but it's just like a little tedious right now, and I'm. Uh, Why? Because I'm like sometimes I just don't want to fucking talk about anything. I know. I never. You know I mean? Well, that's what I said. I I never want to talk about anything anymore because I'm just like. Uh, tired and run down and I really don't care about the hot takes. Yeah, I just want to be funny and like I hope people laugh. I don't even want to do that. Yeah. I, I'm just like, funny, though. I'm like Sylvia like Plath. Episode. I just want to put my head in the oven. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. Um, nice and toasty in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Give myself a perm. Um, I am kind of surprised none of the Kardashians have like had a suicide attempt though. The whole, like all of them. Like the whole family? Yeah, like Maybe Rob did, but I'm sure Rob did. Yeah, it's really hard for a boy to grow up around all those women. Oh yeah, I can imagine. Um, No, I think that they would never, because they, um, the Kardashians, they're like they believe in God, and more importantly, they like believe in themselves, and they believe in the idea of believing in themselves. Like it would never occur to them to like. plumb the depths of their misery they would just move on they're so like functional and utilitarian it's really remarkable it is i guess besides rob the only one who's like 
overtly struggling sometimes as Kendall because she has like anxiety. Long COVID. She's like, sometimes I have to fly a lot. I'm like, Boo hoo. I have anxiety pen. from being the <laughs> tallest, thinnest Kardashian. Yeah. And uh, the youngest. She's not the youngest. Kylie is. But Kylie looks Kylie, like 40, 45 oh, at I all know. times. Yeah. Yeah. What's the yeah. protocol? This is, I mean, not that you're going to be able to answer this question, but what's the protocol about, uh, of being pregnant with like fillers? Don't you have to dissolve that shit? I'm not sure. Like in your lips? Yeah. Or cheeks or, I mean, she has so much like scaffolding. Yeah. I mean, she said she regrets Her it, ass. but I think she could have gotten it reduced. I don't You can dissolve fillers. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I, yeah. I think maybe she did a little bit. I guess you get swollen when you get pregnant. So it looks like you have fillers anyway. Uh-huh. But like her face was so... She had like she had like Amy Schumer mouth. Mm-hmm. It was like a straw hole. And now yeah. it's like an inflamed anus. Yeah. It's like a, a baboon ass. Yeah. Um, she like... I love um, what Kim... I was really cramming for this episode like schizophrenically like that Charlie Day... Uh, oh, I love him so much. He's so hot. He's like my number one celebrity Mine crush. Too. Really? Okay. Yeah. Have you listened to the Always Sunny podcast? No. What's I don't even it's, know what that is. So they, I'm so they out of started touch. a few months ago, and so it's like the three men in the show, mm-hmm. and they're going kind of like episode by episode, just talking about it. Some like behind the scenes stuff. There's personal anecdotes, but like Charlie Day is just the most charming person. Mm-hmm. He's so funny, and it's like lovely. Mm-hmm. And like sweet, yeah, <laughs> and like cute enough. He's like, that's I as think good he's as really like hot if, and sexy because I I like a man who is average plus. Totally. And like, there's some behind the scenes stuff. Like he wrote that like Nightman song, like just on the spot, and they mm-hmm. filmed it. And they're like, oh, and he does like play the piano sometimes and like make up little songs in the pod. And it's, that's cute. it's so cute. But I was like, literally, like I felt like Charlie Day in that meme with like the whatever cork board oh yeah conspiracy theory "Ah, cork board and i was like okay kardashians diana dijana jenkins okay i like the the show isn't out yet though the new season of beverly hills yeah it's like we're like four episodes oh fuck see i haven't watched it so i don't I have no comment about her except okay. that I had to go well, on her husband. Did you know anything about her before? Cause I didn't No, no. I had to go on her husband's Wikipedia page to find out her real name, which I wrote down. Okay. I, Let's hear it. It's like, it's DiGiorno. It's Django. yeah. It's not delivery. It's DiGiorno. <laughs> Jankum. <laughs> Salvia. It's Salvia DiGiorno Jankum. You ever done Salvia? Mm-mm. I did it once and I didn't have a bad time. I was like 15 and uh, it was my friend's living room. And I did this thing where like you lay on the ground on your stomach, like Superman with your arms outstretched and like, um, someone lifts both your arms up for 30 seconds and all like the blood drains out of it and mm-hmm. they slowly lower them. Uh-huh. And I turned into like a lawn flamingo, with my arms spinning around mm-hmm. and I was like blasting through outer space. Uh-huh. And I was laughing hysterically. And then my one friend did it and he thought he was <laughs> falling to the floor, like into the depths of hell and like seeing dead relatives and shit. And I was like, Oh mm. God, like <laughs> give me a break. <laughs> Yeah, but that that's why I don't really do drugs because I have these like um, sensations ordinarily. 
Like uh-huh. I like spaz out and have like psychedelic episodes where I'm like mm-hmm. my hand it it seems so far away but it's also <laughs> very big. Yeah, that's um, like maybe a sign of like schizophrenia where things look smaller in mm-hmm. your hand. But like I don't know, whatever. You're probably fine. Yeah, I've made it this far. I don't We've think made it there's. Far. I don't think you schizophrenia develops at my age. You no. either have it or you don't. You either got it or you don't. Yeah. Um. Her name is Sinella Diana with a J. Kotic, Kotic, Chachich. I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, and she's from um Sarajevo. Is that in Serbia? It's in um Bosnia and Herzegovina, former Yugoslavia. Okay. Yeah. I mean, she's gorgeous. She's like. Also, did she just give birth to a kid at like forty six? I have no idea. She has this like bisexual, like twenty something boyfriend who's like cute, and like he was hanging out with like PK and um, like Mauricio and the other like um, it was at a uh, Harry Hamlin's like seventieth birthday, mm-hmm. and like oh what do you do? And he's like um, I don't know like music I guess. Uh-huh. Like when you're like a like a house husband like, and you don't have a job, you gotta like just. St- Stick to one, like have a story, yeah, and not be like, no, I'm just kind of like dicking around, yeah. Like if I was dating like a multi, like millionaire, well, I'd be like I'm a podcaster and a photographer, I wouldn't be like, I don't know, just watch TV and yeah, whatever, you, you know? could make something up. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you the the future because everybody's like always obsessed with like litigating whatever adjudicating age gap relationships between like older men and younger women but the real age gap as i said on our pod is going to be high achieving um pre-middle age and middle-aged girl bosses and they're like much younger cabana boys i see that yeah as well Mm-hmm. they're gonna have kids so much later than they wanted to yeah like caroline stanbury someone... well yeah. i got i got derailed because I couldn't find any episodes of uh, Real Housewives of Bev Hills mm. for some reason. And mm. I was watching yeah, out there. Real Housewives of Dubai. I watched that this afternoon. Uh, I yeah. didn't like it. I don't love it either. It there's, seems... there's really nothing great about it. No. Um, I thought that Chanel Ayan was, she reminds me of Petty Fleur from Real Housewives of Melbourne. Ilhan Omar. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm the baddest bitch in the world. <laughs> like, you're not, you're just like a normal woman. Like, be cool with that. <laughs> She's trying to be like so sassy at like later in life. And I'm like, you don't have to do this. She can't, well, she can't even pull it off because she's like ESL. Her accent's a little strange. Yeah. Also, there's that woman, so I don't know any of their names yet, really. There's a woman who has three sons, and they all have different accents. Like, one sounds British, mm-hmm. one sounds Jamaican, and one sounds, mm-hmm. like, American. I'm like, Lessa. How? Okay, yeah. Lessa. And then there's Nina, the Lebanese one. Mm, Those yeah. are the ones I remember. Um, but Carolyn Stanbury has that, like, um, clearly gay much younger footballer husband. See, I never clocked him as gay, but then a few people have said it, and now I'm like, okay. Because he's he's told her like a few times just in one episode. He's like, you're the love of my life. You know, mm-hmm. you're the love of my life. I'm like, men That's in their a, 20s don't say don't that. Don't say that. They don't have the word or they the phrase the like love of my life in your vocabulary. No, not yeah. at all. She does seem to have like chilled out. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Ladies of London is like one of my favorite shows ever. 
Did yeah. you watch that? I did, but I my, again, my memory is so eroded. Yeah, I don't I've seen remember. like four times. It's like yeah. one of the greatest. Yeah, I'm like trying to drum up interest in the lives of these women. Mm-hmm. Who and I'm sure you don't have time to watch like TV at all. Really. No, well, I sometimes put it on like in the background, and like the baby likes it because yeah, you said Lenny likes Beverly Hills. He likes. He likes to look at women, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. He's like... Does he like Miss Piggy? Probably. (laughs) He'd probably like Vicky Gumbleson then. (laughs) Yeah, he totally would. (laughs) I can't wait for that season of uh, the new Ultimate Girls Trip at Dorinda's house. I don't know anything about that. So it's like Dorinda, Brandy Glanville, Phaedra, Vicky... Teresa, um, tell me Teresa's gonna no, be No, Teresa there. was on the one and like okay. with Kyle and like the Bahamas, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember who else. Eva from Atlanta, who was like on America's Next Top Model. Oh right. Who like? Eh. Um, but I've just there's from so all many the reports of, them. of it. It's, they're like it was an absolute disaster, and they made. It's normally like eight episodes and they made it like 10 because there's just so much fighting. Uh-huh. Oh, um, Tamara's on it too. Oh, Tamara. That's Camille like. Polio's favorite housewife. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, interesting. She's obsessed with the housewife. I like Tamara too. Jesus I like Tamara. <laughs> I'm like, I like Tamara for the same reason I like the Kardashians and the same reason that I like Tim Angelillo, my BFF. Mm-hmm. Who you also Tim. know. Happy anniversary to Tim and Oh, Tim. yeah. Happy anniversary. Because I got the, the uh, little photo. You normally like my iphone photo memories just like oh here's like a gay best friend who like doesn't mm-hmm. talk to anymore but it's like a nice <laughs> picture of us from their wedding i was like that was a really beautiful week yeah i love that and here's some guy i hooked up with and went to the <laughs> the bagel shop yeah alone Frankles. after yeah <laughs> um yeah um because they have this like relentless positivity uh-huh even though they're like um kind of like seething with anxiety underneath. and rage Tamara's yeah. off rage i think her relationship with her mother was really interesting too um and she was on the show a lot what was her mom's deal she was like an absentee and an alcoholic yeah and well Tamara got pregnant like very young and kind of didn't have any help from her family mm-hmm. i think she got pregnant she was like like 17 or something oh yeah um with her like neck beard maga son yeah mm-hmm. love that guy and oh, he's so cool and then she's married to that guy simon i think yeah he's a total <laughs> dickhead like i hated him well but that's why i really love the real housewives and i love the real housewives in the same way that i love politics because i don't really care about the real housewives or politics at the end of the day i care about like the kind of sociological theater mm-hmm. and like the one thing that really like at the end of the day makes me a feminist is watching real housewives because there's many women have appeared on that show, many different personalities, many different like characters, whatever. But like the one thing that um, comes through loud and clear is that the men are so much shittier than the women. Oh, like totally. that show Jim Bellino's is one of the worst people I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. I television. forgot about that guy. And he he's sued, half Armenian. He sued. He's half Armenian. <laughs> yeah. He looks like that comedian Jordan Firstman. I don't know who that is, That's but fine. he doesn't look I Armenian at all. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he sued like Tamra and Shannon Bedore and they had to pay like $500,000 because mm-hmm. they made some like offhanded comment, like a podcast or on the show, like mm-hmm. what kind of pathetic piece of shit 
pig of a man would do that just think about yeah that's such petty behavior just think about like the real housewives is really a show about how men are trash which is a phrase that i use (laughs) very seldom you know (laughs) men are a garbage fire yeah this is the z-way show what well just like that's something she would say oh yeah um it's funny because z-way everybody's always like oh she's so woke and she's so politically correct but i actually think that she's doing like high level satire do you, well didn't she ask you to be on her instagram live once yeah this was before she had this showtime show and she like dm'd me and was like hey girl i want to come on my show and i was like yeah sure because i never do diligence do due diligence i'm uh-huh. like so stupid and naive and i just like say yes to everything because i'm afraid to say no you know yeah at least stuff's coming across the desk you know yeah say yes to everything i just like don't like letting people down and <laughs> i was like yeah sure and then i like that's why we're here tonight <laughs> <laughs> and then i like you'd kill me if you said no i like uh, the no is not in my vocabulary mm-hmm yeah but then you like the, the like, other n-word that's not in my vocabulary there's <laughs> <laughs> only one word that is it's not no um no but then i saw like i didn't even do due diligence i just randomly saw clips um of like her like roasting other girls on instagram and i was like okay i'm not gonna do this i kind of would love to have seen it though i think i would do it now and i would just react chat hank style yeah, and be like, and like yeah yo he's, so she's Uyghur like, oh, genocide yo <laughs> but yeah she's like oh so you think social justice warriors should kick rocks and he's like yeah yeah he does his hand motion and he's like yeah kick rocks like um duh like you know who i am like what do you but think she always asks the question like do you have any black friends and it's like well how <coughs> is anybody supposed to answer that without looking like a total boob and like retard yeah because then you're like, like a list maker which yeah. is a nazi trade as i mm-hmm. learned on the red scare podcast you're like yeah i'm friends with that guy who i called 311 and he was the <laughs> representative <laughs> yeah i'm just gonna guess his name was leon yeah. <laughs> uh yeah i mean like that is that is a horrifying question for a white person to answer yeah like you either say um yeah of course i have black friends and you seem like a liar and a compensator or you you say no and you seem like like a real horrible racist let's be real none of us have any black friends the last time i had black friends was (laughs) in like grade school yeah my last uh close black friend body slammed me on a trampoline it was broke my neck and then after that i was i was done (laughs) (laughs) um yeah, Eli's last close black friend um, stole his CD player, but <laughs> threw out the CD that was in it and left it on his porch, which was a, the police, like the sting group. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, I want to take a glance at the topics. List. Oh, so you were watching the Kardashians before I got here. Yeah, speaking of Hulu. black people. Yeah. <laughs> It's a good, sh- it's a good season. Well, okay, Dan, yeah, you have to, ex- cool. you have to explain this to me because, so, what changed? They basically like went away for they like they their contract with E ended and they yeah, like for... disappeared for fifteen months and then they came back on Hulu. Yeah, I'm I'm not even sure it was fifteen months. It seemed Scott Disick said it was fifteen. Okay, months. then maybe it was. I guess time has been kind but of. But he's a pathological liar. So he's a known liar. Um, 
Yeah, and then they're just back on Hulu. And, and the format's pretty similar. It's not shockingly different anyway. But I think that the events of the first few episodes are, like, really interesting to watch. Like, Kim doing SNL. Uh-huh. Like, meeting with Amy Schumer and, like, <laughs> writing jokes. I was like, this is fucking amazing. I love her, um, like, um, dancing with the stars SNL arc. Where she's like, yeah, like, I just, like, she... Kim, she's just like me. She just constantly says yes to stuff that she knows she shouldn't do, because um, she's a I, people pleaser and doesn't want to disappoint. I, mean, write it, but. I haven't seen it, but I love it. I love in the first episode that I've watched like all ten minutes of. She's like, yeah, like I like suck at dancing and I'm not funny. <laughs> That's uh, why I'm starting a podcast. <laughs> she, does she? Does Kim have a podcast? It's no, crazy that she does do actually. They should have podcasts. Uh, called Red Scare Table Talk. <laughs> um, Dan, do you think there's like any chance that Red Scare could get Kim or Kanye on ever? I think you could get Kanye on. Okay. I truly believe that. I'm going to knock on wood. I, I really Okay, think. I'm going to knock on wood too because I'm so disappointed. I said this already on my pod and I would like to reiterate it just to glow i got invited to the balenciaga show i heard and i was like oh my god mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. you and you weren't you were in and Cannes. i was in in can and like i couldn't make it but i saw that kanye was at the balenciaga show mm-hmm. and i was like damn it that was like my chance yeah, to like corner you him have other chances i've thought about this before i i believe um in this union of people because i don't think he would have any kind of hesitation like i don't think it's I don't think he cares about his reputation. I think he actually would think it would be cool for him to do. Well, okay. I think the thing about Kanye that I will say to his like eternal credit is that, um, whereas he's kind of like a a taste snob, he's not a people snob. Like, I think he'll literally talk to anybody. Yeah, I do too. Which I find really like heartwarming and attractive. Uh huh. I hate like, my biggest pet peeve is like people who are like always like metaphorically looking over their shoulder when they're talking to you and scanning the room yes. for like other people that they might rather talk to. And I don't think Kanye is that mm-hmm. at all. I've, I've seen this happen. I won't like name names, but there's been like a couple like gay comedians who I've, I've known if anyone talks shit about you or Dasha, I mute them immediately. Mm-hmm. And there was a gay comedian who we saw outside of Clando one time and he was like so nice to you. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God, so nice to meet you. I'm mm-hmm. like, fuck you, bitch. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of phonies in this in this town. But with Kanye, okay, kind of like circling back. I don't think Kanye is like a mean person. I think he's actually just like very deeply insecure about his physical appearance. And that's mm-hmm. why his whole Yeezy brand came about. And that's why he made... I think he just wanted like a big pair of sneakers to balance out his like big legs, which is like kind of the same. <laughs> we have so many similar issues. And I'm also been on, I've been right about this. I tweeted like me and Kanye are both the same because we're chronically like 30 pounds overweight yeah. and like we're demented. Mm-hmm. And then I, the like one of the episodes of the genius doc on Netflix, which is actually very good. Um, he was like, man, I'm 30 pounds overweight. Like these pills, I fucking hate this shit. And, uh, and he just keeps designing like clothes like bigger and bigger, like bigger shoulders, bigger boots. Yeah. He's just, he wants to, ha- he wants to be flattered. Cause yeah. I mean, at a certain point, if you're 
that famous. He wants like, to wildly like, famous. Like people, if you feel the weight of the world looking at you, like you're gonna go nuts. I know. It's horrible. Well, I, I think you probably feel that too in this neighborhood. Yeah. Do you? Um, I would. Yeah, sometimes. I mean, I've never met like a mean person IRL. Everybody's like really nice. I've met weird people. Yeah. But yeah, I I don't like like barreling outside of my house with like a child and feeling yeah. kind of like watched and scrutinized. So like I'm not going to flatter myself. It doesn't like I don't assume that it's always like I just don't assume that anybody cares. Right. I which mean, has yeah. served me so far. Yeah. And it's uh, like there's it's a bustling area. You're not you can kind of blend in. Yeah, and I'm like small and could possibly pass for Asian from the back. When you, or a, a man. <laughs> or a man. <laughs> if you turn sideways, you just disappear because uh-huh. you're so thin. <laughs> nobody, nobody believes me, but like I went to the bodega on the corner, and um, this guy, this middle-aged like Keith Sweatass, like Cedric the Entertainer ass <laughs> black guy, was like excuse me brother to me <laughs> yeah i can see why people don't believe because i was literally this has happened to you like a few times i mean i look like al pacino uh, in like panic and needle park like my hair was slicked back and i was wearing a kanye-esque black hoodie <laughs> and then he doubled back and was like oh but i was buying diet coke and it's like what kind of man buys diet coke i've never seen a thin person drink yeah so i felt um and then the this also happened to me i swear to god true story i was sitting on the stoop of my walk up smoking a cigarette and this old chinese guy walked up to me and he was like can i have cigarette and i was like yeah sure and then he like doubled back and he's like oh i thought you were a man but you are a woman (laughs) and i was like what why would you tell me that that's so weird can you imagine just like no i like really appreciate it because i have such like an overactive internal monologue and i always like in private like i say all sorts of like you know crazy like I know. oddball i'm, always, I'm just so hot afraid takes. of walking down the street listening to headphones i'm gonna start talking out loud yeah or like whenever i hear somebody speaking in an accent like my my instinct is like to like ape, like, yeah. the mock the accent <laughs> but like not in a mean way but no, like it's just, people it's just funny i say so much crazy <laughs> shit like you know on the pod i.e in public because th- as overcompensation for like the fact that like in private i like am keenly attuned to making everybody feel like good and comfortable and i always like think like five steps ahead of, mm. like how am i going to accommodate all these people yeah and make all these moving pieces work and it would never occur to me like sometimes i have like kind of like a bad like haram like non-kosher thoughts yeah impure thoughts mm-hmm. they plague everyone but yeah no really but i would never like i was really like impressed with that man's like kind of like a lack of self-awareness and like lack of internal monologue that he could just like blurt that out to a person yeah that's strange can you imagine it's like coming up to a person being like you're fat <laughs> <laughs> well what happens to me is also it, this happens quite frequently i'm not even smoking a cigarette mm-hmm. and people will ask me for a cigarette and i don't think that it's just because how does that make I you feel as your therapist horrible. yeah you're like oh you can i'm tell. like oh my god do i just look so down and <laughs> you're out like wearing a like medical and grade I'm always socks just kind of like, compression yeah. socks <laughs> um yeah it's a shitty does that, has that ever happened i mean you you get misgendered i just get i get misgendered uh, it's strangely enough nobody ever asks me for cigarettes on the site like literally like 
I'm like letting my freak flag fly and like the happy pride, Dan. Happy pride. Um, Are you doing anything for pride? Fuck no. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been to, you know, the first couple of years I, you know, I moved to New York, like it'll be 11 years this fall. Mm-hmm. And the first few years I lived here, I went to pride and I thought it was very beautiful and like heartwarming and like mm-hmm. I would cry just watching like, I'm like, Oh my God, there's so many of us and it's, it's, cool Mm -hmm. and now i'm like it's too chaotic i don't want to be herded like a barn animal to cross a street and it's just so chaotic and crowds just kind of make me nervous and i'm just like what's the point Mm -hmm. Uh, but i did see julianne moore my second pride no i think it was in the west village (laughs) she was like accidentally caught up in the pride that's exactly what happened she's like um, being buffeted by the waves of like she was walking down like a male body (laughs) and she was kind of like oh shit pride's happening I remember she had like kind of like a like an army inspired like thin jacket on, it kind of like seasonally inappropriate because it was like so hot out. Yeah, and she um took well beautiful. she has that porcelain porcel- excuse me porcelain Irish skin as she seems like she could burn easily. But she has the uh the actress kind of maybe she's got like a facial or something, but it just looked like a snail had crawled across. It was like shiny the, pa- the patina like, yeah, the patina patina yeah <laughs> um. But that was amazing. That was my favorite Pride moment probably mm-hmm. of all time is just seeing Julianne Moore being like, oh, fuck, like, <laughs> these faggots are on my street again. <laughs> like, yeah, like... She's one of the greatest, though. Seeing her get, like, Moore. Central Park jogger to my gay guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you going to teach the baby different languages? Um, do I have a choice? I don't... Well, yeah, I feel like you don't have to, but I feel like if there's pressure for everyone to, like, well, he's make gonna, the kid learn a new He's going to learn you know. languages. My big regret is that I learned Spanish instead of French in high school. I did French because we had a nicer teacher and we had a a food days every Friday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fondue. Yeah. There It'd you go. Every other Friday. Like, French would be so much more useful to me in my current line of... Work going to and, film festivals yeah and like reading years. Welbeck. i um oh yeah i want to ask about khan oh yeah so eli did a score for a movie yeah this movie called harka which i should like shout out relentlessly shout out harka mm-hmm. you would think the lead actor guy was hot cool i'll watch it he won best actor in his category Good wow for him. that's impressive uh, we got off on the wrong foot because i i said Uh-oh. something off color to him drunkenly what'd you say <laughs> nothing tell me i think i made fun of leftists and he got mad at me oh that's nothing yeah that's like nothing <laughs> um did did uh did you like the french people did the french people like you i mean i didn't meet any french people outside of like oh. um clerks and shopkeepers but french people actually like, i don't i've never encountered like the first time i went to france in like 2019 or 2020 i went to paris with eli and i was really nervous because you know there's this whole like trope like stereotype that french people are incredibly rude to foreigners especially americans who they mm-hmm. think are like um vulgar and high bmi and like oh, whatever <laughs> and honestly everybody was glug, really glug, glug. nice to me because they thought I was French. You're like a real housewife yeah. in Dubai. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember I, t- I tweeted like I was um, in LA like shortly thereafter or before. And I, I made some joke about like quote looking French, which I mean by, by which I meant looking unattractive, you know, <laughs> Smelly. for LA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like a weird, like a gross European with like BO. And that was like the beginning of the end. 
because that guy comp bot tweeted with um you're you don't look french you're just ugly or something <laughs> like that and it was this was so deeply like offensive to me not because he insulted my like feminine pride or like delicate sensibilities mm-hmm. but because he's so autistic he didn't get that that was the joke that i was making myself yeah they seem but obviously like now. french people like they love eli and me because mm-hmm. we look totally french by which i mean jewish and french are like the biggest anti-Semites ever because they look kind of Jewish themselves and it's like the narcissism of small differences. They're kind of like small and mousy with like well-sculpted cheekbones. The summer scarves really upset me about French people. The what? Summer scarves. They always have like the, especially in Williamsburg, you see this thing and I'm like, just ditch it. Well, it's funny. Well, the funniest thing about French people is that they expect you to come to their country and speak French perfectly yeah. Or like literally like lay down in a ditch and die. Uh, but when they come here, they don't attempt to speak English at all whatsoever. Mm. And they're like rude little upstart pigs. Yeah. But well, I love them because they're like the only ones like holding it down for extreme far right nationalism. Period. <laughs> um, well, one of my gay best friends, Jonathan, who's from London, mm-hmm. was in France Oh yeah, Single vacation. I know he texted me. We oh, like did he? just missed each other. Oh yeah, because yeah. he went to Cannes as well. Mm-hmm. His friend was there or mm-hmm. some shit. But he's like, I went to like a gay bar and you know things. The bar closed and he was outside asking for a cigarette. And this French guy's like, "Where are you from?" He's like, "I'm from London." Mm-hmm. He's like, "Well, then go back there and ask for a cigarette." <laughs> and he, was, he was like, "Treat like shit by these French." I'm like, "Oh, I thought like at least like Londoners would be uh, more accepted because they're just like a, like a twenty-seven dollar Ryanair flight away." Oh it's yeah, like no, the it's same a, it's backyard. Our like yeah. train ride. It's like going to like Hudson. Yeah, actually, probably a little closer. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy. It's like if New York and L.A. were just like where like Philly was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, like I said, I feel extremely, like, blessed that the French accept me. Yeah, that's nice. (laughs) I would, yeah, I would love to be accepted, but I don't know if I would. That's a good question. They might think that you're, like, a Syrian guy from one of those, like, suburban ghettos. What are they called? The Banlieu? Bon we? No idea. <laughs> bon like, me? Oh, now I'm getting hungry. <laughs> there's like a whole. F- they're like, I'm sure you want to bon me. Fat there's a Vincent of, Cassell movie. Piece of crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> about, about like hot black and Arab guys in the French ghettos. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They would just literally assume you were Arab, I think. I mean, I used to get Asalaamu Alaikum down the street when I had like, when I'd wear the, the tiny beanie, which mm-hmm. I retired because I'm. Oh, yeah, you have. Now you're on the... Well, it's just like in Greenpoint, it's like so production assistant tattoo fake mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to be associated with that. My question is, I wonder how the French um, react to like Kim and Kanye. I mean, they have to be nice because they're so rich and like... Yeah. Well, they robbed her. Didn't she get robbed? Oh, right, right. I remember that. And Diana Jenkins, if you... I guess maybe you you didn't get to this part of the episode. Diana Jenkins is friends with Kim Kardashian. She was like, I was staying in the same hotel as Kim. I was with Kim when she got robbed. I felt unsafe in this hotel. I put like a chair, like this like thing you don't see much anymore where someone puts a chair up against the doorknob to like make sure it's like... (laughs) I do that all the time. I did that because I'm sure she's traveling with like 
like hundreds of thousands of dollars of like jewelry and okay but that's and my she question left the hotel the night before kim got robbed she's like it's, there's, she's like there's just something not safe about this mm-hmm. this place well and, this is um, my question about can because like i'm a mirror like civilian and a peon and i obviously just like traveled with my carry-on but like there's like obviously like a real like a megawatt celebs up in there and they get they have like makeup and hair and styling teams did yeah. they travel with their own loaned jewelry? I don't know how that works. I I mean Yeah, like I'm curious I would assume how that like works. the jeweler well, depending on like the cost of it, I know that like, you know, if like Lady Gaga wore this like the Tiffany diamond from like some Audrey Hepburn shit. Yeah. She had like security just for that diamond, so when the party ended, it was like give it back that seems so retarded that's like a and 50 well, million thing. well it's like the matt gala thing when kim wore the marilyn monroe dress but then like and changed like into a replica yeah. yeah which just seems like logistically like tedious and unpleasant i would just like wear like a different like less famous vintage dress yeah that i could wear all night and spill wine on like what well, like an i love lucy smock or something <laughs> what else is, is cares? yeah i mean like the reality it's funny because like actually like the reality of anything like glamorous or whirlwind is actually like tedious and boring because you have to sit in a chair for four hours get like styled like primped and like yeah i will say like the red carpet at con is probably way more interesting than met gala people are a little more yeah there's some like wild cards way. yeah yeah they're French, which means they're ugly in an interesting way. And stinky. Yeah, yeah and there's they like Tilda Swinton wearing like Dries Van Noten head to toe, whatever. Yeah. Um, I saw these puffy like Dries Van Noten like loafers that I was like, because they're big and I have the Kanye thing. I'm like, <laughs> well, these would be, these going to be very flattering on me. And mm-hmm. they're kind of like stretchy and have like a strap, but they're like $800, so... Well, you turn up, turn out some more podcasts. Well, I got to get you on. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did, and we're doing it right now. <laughs> no, I've like that's another part of the podcast fatigue is that I've I have kind of like plateau, and I'm not experiencing like linear growth, and I'm just you know, it's you just have to get guests. It's very I simple. And I know you're right. It's it's annoying, but it's sim- it's the formula is fairly straightforward. Yeah, no, you're right. You have to be regular and you have to get guests. I mean, I, yeah, I just do solo. Wait, do you do like the Tim Dillon thing where you like rant solo into an hour? Really? Mm -hmm. Wow. It's tough. I used to do it in like 15 minute segments Mm -hmm. and like stitch them together. And then the last few months I just, I have to be like a right, it has to be the right time. Mm -hmm. I have to really, I can't like, schedule like tomorrow i'm gonna do it at eight it's like i have to be kind of and i have to like structure kind of like a little bit of an outline of what i want to talk about i mean that's normal yeah and then it has to also be topics that are catered to me that i just want to talk about and not because like there's shit that like people don't i wouldn't expect someone to know about like some random bullshit like what um i don't know like jeffree star selling like yak meat or like getting a custom what? gun by beretta like i'm Wait, not you know dan can i smoke a cigarette real quick i'm just gonna close the door and crack the window oh yeah hold can, on can we just want to share one yeah sure period circling back kind of like the kanye and like having a guest in the pod 
yeah. uh, HRH collection tweeted at you and was I like, know. yes, did you follow up with her at all? No. Should I? Don't I don't think, I think she's not good enough to be on your podcast straight up. Why? Because I've heard her on like one other person's podcast uh-huh. and she's not good. What do you mean? She's like... But she's so good at like her um, native format of like ranting in her car. Yes, of course. Okay. That's fine. But she can't like pivot back and forth with other people? No, she can't really do anything besides like talk about how good she is as a person. Just like, yeah, like, yeah. So I just Much do like, like, yeah, um, just, like yeah, Chanel Ion. Oh, yeah. I don't... I really... I swear to God, I'm so out of touch. I didn't know who HRH Collection was. And that is like unbelievable because like the... the, uh, the podcast group chat we've talked about hrh for practically years i know but you don't read it that much i i don't yeah. I, I have a good excuse were you reading it to you have a kid you yeah can use no that. i woke up today and i had 358 unread texts that's fucked and then i clicked on our group chat I was going off. And then it it went down to 74. I'll, I'll go back to it. (laughs) Well, can I, okay, this is a topic I want to bring up and I, I'm assuming you don't know much about this and I'm kind of new to it too. I have a new conspiracy theory that I'm interested in learning more about. And I think it's that, and don't nail me to the cross listeners, but I think that Selma Blair might be faking MS. What? Yeah. What makes you say that? Because so if, a friend of the pod, I won't even name his name, uh, but let's just say he's a redheaded faggot. Patrick. Mm, he, mm. he shared this like article and I was like, let me just, I know. was literally, I was like, do I know any we redheaded? We weren't jumping to conclusions yeah. necessarily, but this guy who's like whole career is kind of, it's, it's called like factitious disorder. It's kind of like Munchausen's and mm-hmm. this guy is like fastidiously proved like, there was some athlete that said he climbed like Mount Rushmore and then he proved that he didn't. There was some actress that said she did something and he, so he like kind of methodically like comes through people's um, statements and like finds holes yeah. and stuff. And Selma Blair is kind of in this camp because like her medical records are very flouncy and. Wait, but why are her medical records public? Cause, like, Cause she or, made them public. Like th- isn't that private information? Well, that's like shared between your medical provider and the insurance company. So in like 2018, she had this ABC news video uh, interview. It's a video. Um, and I remember watching this being so sad. And I was like, just, I think I might've like cried a little bit. I was like, I, I love Selma Blair. I, uh, I feel terrible that she's suffering. And then there's this like uh, documentary about her struggle and the, the trailer, I haven't seen the movie yet, which uh-huh. I'm going to watch. But it's, like, so directed by her. And she, like, says she's going through chemo, but she actually never goes through chemo. And she just shaves her head. And then if you watch this ABC News video, so I watched it four years ago. And I was very sad. Mm -hmm. I watched it today with, like, a different set of eyes. I was almost, like, laughing because it was so, like, fake. And, like, she's pretending to be, like, it's yeah. crazy and I feel crazy and I mean it kind of so now she's like I'm in remission I'm fine again yeah but I mean I believe that people believe you know like you have to to get on in life like I think people really do like sip on their own Kool-Aid like you ha- like you you can't perpetuate a lie knowing that you're lying the whole time mm-hmm. you really have to like buy into your own mythos or whatever this also coincides with me rewatching. 
just randomly I wanted to rewatch the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills season where Yolanda has lines yeah well my my i don't think this is a conspiracy theory my feeling about that that i've like um extrapolated on many times on my pod is that a lot of women who have like breast implants and fillers have autoimmune reactions to those foreign chemicals like industrial grade chemicals in their bodies and like they can chalk it up then to like all sorts of like autoimmune stuff like MS or limes or whatever. No, I don't think Yolanda wasn't like sick and suffering in some way. I just think she probably had that. I think she may have like hit menopause too and her marriage was failing and she's like, well, my husband can't leave. And her daughters were outshining her. her. That's the, that was the real kicker is that her daughters are becoming models. And like, there's that one iconic scene where I think it's, I think it's Bella She's like, oh, I'm just like, I'm so hungry. I'm feeling faint. And she's like, <laughs> chew two almonds and chew them very well. Yeah. And you'll be fine. Yeah. And it's like so harrowing. I mean, that's also great advice. But it's good advice. Yeah, it's I mean. good advice. <laughs> when you experience anxiety, the best thing to do is to have a snack. It really puts you at ease. Just you don't need drugs or pills. You just need no, a or snack. Or cigarettes or wine or yeah. anything like that. But like I'm... I'm like low key, like secretly very sympathetic to the struggles of um, beautiful women like Polina Porzakova who have spent their whole lives in the limelight and they're used to like just being the, the focal point, like the center of attention at all times. And as they get older, they find that like people are just organically less interested in them. Mm-hmm. And there's like a new crop, like a new gen of like hot young things or whatever. Yeah. And like, I don't really don't wish that fate on anyone like of being like, like I cannot imagine what it's like to be like a beautiful supermodel at the top of her game who wakes up one day and finds herself middle aged. I mean, that's what happened to Linda Evangelista yes. when she was like, and there's a really great episode of my new favorite podcast, the C word with Alyssa Bennett and Lena uh-huh. Dunham, which I just subscribed to. Um, they really break that whole thing down. Yeah. It's fantastic. They're great. I'm going to listen to that. Yeah, I love should. Lena Dunham. I love Lena Dunham I was too. thinking I gotta about get my, her the other my day. I script on her crosshair. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to have... Congratulations on the script, by yeah, the way. You read it, which I really appreciate. Yeah, and I loved any, it. Well, but you probably gave me the best compliment of anyone. You said that it reminded you of John Waters. And I was like, work. Because I didn't really have him in my mind. It has the same kind of like chatty, trashy, like mm-hmm. gay quality that all John Waters films do like the dialogue um, that feels like kind of like, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. Like just like tacky in a good way. Yeah. In my mind, it's kind of somewhere between like Daria and like strangers with candy. It's like, those are my two. Yeah. I mean, I just love those shows so much. They were very influential and digging back into my past. I also feel like at a time in my life to write it now, it's like, I'm so distanced from, everything I wrote about like actually like happened, but I don't have any like attachments to these events anymore. Yeah. I'm just like, Oh, that it just happened. I yeah. Can, like, turn into whatever I want to. But I guess like at the risk of being like overly like soft and charitable, I would say like, even if people are like a fundamentally like identifying with some like disease or disorder and are probably like quote faking it, it's not, like their suffering is any less real. Like they're suffering in the moment. Oh, yeah. No, no, it's, I think some of our is suffering immensely. Enough. And I think like all people, like every single one of us, we like 
search for meaning through various like by identifying with various things yeah like some people like find like like they start meditating or like i would like to try that out actually meditation i tried yeah. it i mean i didn't I, love it it's not for me um after like having a child what about like like how is your anxiety i mean i just feel like i would worry so much like no my crazy. anxiety is through the roof i was saying on our pod i started seeing this like kind of like holistic endocrinologist nutritionist lady which like Mm-hmm. I never like I'm not really like jubu or woo woo. I'm not into that kind of shit. But my anxiety has been through the roof because like I think it's not even like you have like I, I'm I've never been an anxious person. Oh, okay. I've been chronically anxious since I was like I could ever remember. I would like pee my pants in well, kindergarten Dan, like the, every week. I was uh, like I've always been very Did nervous. you torture animals? No, no, I just had a very um, unsettling home life. <laughs> yeah. That's where it came from. Well, yeah, I mean, okay, we know. we have. Some, we don't have to get into that, but um, no, we don't have to get into that. But yeah, but so we you're have experiencing some, like no, but I said like deep anxiety for the. First I said time. this to well, Eli told me because he was listening to um, some guy on Joe Rogan who's like a security expert who became um, Ronald Reagan's chief of security when he was like 21 or 22, and is like the security expert to the stars. Uh-huh. And like wrote a book about it and was like basically a shoe in to be on like the Rogan pod. And he was talking about how he came from like a very abusive and chaotic home. And both he and his sister have low bro- blood pressure. And my sister and I have, have always also had like oh, low blood no, pressure. Very high. Really? Okay. My heart is always being very fast. I've always like thought of myself as like a toad sunning itself on a lily pad, like okay. a reptile, just like lo- like chilling. But uh, I think like, yeah, people, are you, have you gotten your blood pressure checked? No, but like sometimes like when I visit my family, my aunt has like a, the stethoscope thing. Okay. And she's like, oh, it's a little high. Or I went to like, um, urgent care for pink eye a couple of years ago. And they're like, your blood pressure is through, through the, the roof. roof. And I'm like, like, are you nervous? And I'm like, not any more than I normally am. Mm-hmm. And then, like, oh, we call it, like, white coat syndrome. Like, when some, when you, like, are in front of a doctor, you get more nervous. I'm like, yeah. no, I just literally have pink eye. I just need a fucking medication. Mm-hmm. Just, like, I'm not so Do you think I'm lying? Nervous. You think I'm making this up? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I need my own cane. But. Yeah, you need, like, um, a lie detector test. Um, but, yeah, I forgot where I was going with this. Something about um, anxiety. Oh, anxiety. anxiety. Yeah, and, like, how are you managing it? I think, like... Aside from the kind of like, um, like rational, intellectualizable anxiety of like having to care for a kid and like yeah. having to like think also like five, ten steps ahead, like plan meals and activities and mm-hmm. worry about like ambient dangers. There's oh, also yeah. like when you have a kid, like your progesterone literally plummets, which like sets into motion a rube goldberg machine oh, of like what is progesterone it's is some, something like cortisol or it's like what? it's <laughs> it's a sex hormone i think like estrogen or testosterone that that governs among other things your anxiety response okay so i've literally had just like in recent months like a ball of like acute anxiety in my chest which i hate because it's oh, so I uncharacteristic know. and like 
unseemly and i'm just like what's going on but i have some colonopin if you want to grab a few what does that do i've literally never a little bit it, but maybe if you don't want, anything. I would I would try it. I'm like DTF. It's what Lena Dunham got addicted to, so maybe we should stay away from it. But yeah. like, I just I got some from a friend, and it's like emergency situations only. I don't want to be because I hate the way it makes me feel. Actually, what does it do? It just like you you are calm, but then like you kind of are a little foggy, and then like you sleep a lot, and then okay. it's like. Well, I'm ordinarily yeah. foggy and sleep a lot, so I'm curious to see I'm what like, reaction like it rabid. produces. I have like rabies, basically. Really, Dan? You seem so like chill. And I know, but that's like how I have to. Yeah. Counteract that. Yeah, I, mean, I know you would like, think I'd be like, call her daddy, be like, "Oh my god, so yeah, like, are you? How's your sex drive? Like having a baby? You know, like that's like what's inside me. And I'm just like, no, I hate that kind of person. So I'm like, trying to be. Mm-hmm more of like a vocal brai but yeah so you like it's just a constant battle I'm gonna have or... forever yeah but i think that's just like probably i mean have have you found that that feeling has abated since you wrote your script um well actually no there, there was I, there was like a mercury retrograde thing okay oh, i'm i i I'm not like I'm not very well versed in like astrology and all the moon shit, whatever cycles. But like I know, I can feel a full moon when it's happening, and I look it up and mm-hmm. it's happening. It is this feeling of intense like dread and like yeah. anxiety. I want to just like sprint at, like a brick wall, basically. Mm-hmm. A lot of and like scream horrible, awful things happen when there's a full yeah. Moon. And so there was like that people week... get raped and murdered. Oh god, I, I and bet. incest occurs. Oh, <laughs> I mean, it, incest always occurs. Like hey, around it's twenty twenty two, it's on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> but so I felt horrible for a week, but I did. I mean. Not to be like too gay and corny, but I haven't like accomplished anything like this in a long time. Mm-hmm. I used to write a little bit and I stomped and the story I tried to write a couple of years ago in a different format and I just took a leap of faith, took a night school class and I got it done in like six weeks and I'm like, wow, I'm, it's not exactly where it needs to be, mm-hmm. but like, I'm still just happy I did it. Yeah. And I'm never normally... I can't like speak complimentary about myself usually at yeah. all either, but I'm like proud of myself. But my now phone. you're out there rollerblading just, into the pride opened, parade, yeah. tooting your own <laughs> yeah. horn. But I'm like, oh yeah, I, I, cause you know, I, when I signed up for the class, like the goal is like, the, it's a very clear objective. Like you will write a TV pilot at the end mm-hmm. of the class. I'm like, okay, so I'm signing up to do this. But you know, I had that voice in my head that's like, you're going to fake a mental breakdown and not finish it and quit the class and you're not going to show up yeah. to the last one. You're never going to do it. You know, the, as RuPaul would say, you're going to come down with MS. I'm going to have MS. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> um, but no, thank you for reading it. And uh, I'm sending it out to people. I don't know what I'm um, exactly trying to do. I, I also kind of think it might be just like a feature like thing that I need to like extend and write more. Yeah. You just have to keep at it. Like you have to have very low expectations or no expectations i mean expectation management is a huge thing in life in Mm -hmm. general i mean but also can't have any i'm glad (laughs) you said the word management because i hate the word management and everything in our lives now is managed and everyone is effectively a manager but like basically everything is about management like when you talk about like autoimmune disorders like or diseases or syndromes like ms or diabetes like you have to keep in mind like those are not like hard diagnoses i mean they're like clinical 
medical diagnoses based on like blood labs, I guess. But at the end of the day, they're syndromes that are manageable through what we call quote lifestyle choices. Yeah. And you can literally roll them back mm. through your own decision making. Some will call it a snowflake disorder where like every single person's case is different. I was like, that's a funny like snowflake. Like Wait, who liberal. called it a snowflake disorder? Some will player. Oh. I, like I unironically mean, and like yeah. positively, yeah. I was like, oh shit. I just, I mean, I, you should watch this interview. I will. I'm, per- I'm just like surprised I just, to I hear that. I've done like such a 180 on this cause I was truly so upset. And then now I'm like, oh my God, she's faking it. I really think she's faking it. Yeah. But, but, but what I'm wrong, saying is that even like, if she is faking it, it doesn't mean that she's like not suffering. No, of course she's suffering. Yeah. Like she's, she's, gl- she's clearly. Something else is going on where she would have to, if she was faking this to yeah Yeah. i mean i don't know anything about selma blair i've always liked her as an actress like she's like um i I don't even know how to describe her she's not quite a manic pixie dream girl but she's like kind of like quirky and like oddball and whatever but like there's a lot of quirky brunettes mm -hmm. there's like parker posey and oh yeah i confuse and amanda pete Who's so oh, hot, yeah. by the way. Oh, Amanda yeah. Pete is like... Well, she had light-colored eyes, which is different. Yeah. <laughs> but she's, like, gorgeous, and nobody will give her any credit for being, like, a stone-cold fox and, like, a straight-up ten because she, yeah. like, bills herself, like, brands herself as, like, a quirky, mousy brunette comedy actress. But, yeah, I mean... I think a lot of it is literally just management. And as you get older, everybody starts going to like the proverbial like AA meeting in their mind. Like I know so many people who are like 38, 40 and like going to AA meetings and they Mm. will divulge this to me with like a kind of like ounce of shame. And I'm, I'm like very like positive about it, even though it's not something I would necessarily do because it's like, I get it. Like whatever gets you through the day. Right. And like, there's a point in time when you hit your like late thirties where you like end up like you hit a crisis point and you're like, that's what Alyssa Bennett's always told me. She's like, 38 is the year where if your life isn't going the way you want it to be, Mm -hmm. you have to like make drastic changes. Yeah. And I feel like that makes sense intuitively. Yeah. Well, how old is she? Um... I think there's a four in front of it and I'm not going to guess. Okay. Cause I was hanging out with a, uh, what's that? Never. Ask never just a woman never guess. Her, a woman's what's that age. mean? Like never ask a man his salary. Never ask a woman her age. Exactly. Whatever. Well, I was hanging out with uh Antonio and Rachel and their friend last night, a straight guy. who's like 47 and we're all drunk as hell. And we all were trying to guess each other's ages. He, he guessed that I was 35. Uh-huh. 33. Wait, you're 35? I'm 33. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. I don't look 35. And I was... Uh, I was upset. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got over it pretty quickly. It's not a I mean, deal. it's like literally two years. It means nothing. But I just bought a bunch of new skincare products. And I was using them. And I'm like, okay, I look fucking... Wait, Dan, you know what I want to talk about that I would like to write into the docket is La Mer. Okay. I, 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 one Are of my questions on is La Mer? like... No, I got like a little sample years ago. And I've tried it, but I've never, I would never buy it. I just got a sample. <gasps> okay. And Sam- it reminds like- me, it like teleports me back to like 
first years of living in America and my mom's like ponds and oil of Olay. No, no, no. My mom, (laughs) my mom's like cold cream. Cold cream. Yes. It has that cold cream, like dusty old woman, Anna winter scent. Yes. So I just bought, um, I did a little review in my, on my Patreon, a YouTube 20 minute Uh video of, uh, I bought the derm store essentials kit and there's a, a product called like skin cuticles, lipid something 242 i don't Mm -hmm. know what it's called but it reminded me of la mer Mm -hmm. not quite as like pearly Mm -hmm. you know la mer does feel special but la mer is what gives a woman that actress patina that like slimy greasy glow there's something else it's like so many like layers of serum or or it's just like you just well, got out of a facial. And yeah, or you, you just got out of mucus. your expensive dermatologist. You just and came like, from like a bukkake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the West Village near Julian Moore. Yeah. I w- so what I really want to do, which I can't do until the fall, because apparently like the sun, something to do with the sun, but there's something called um, the Cosmolon peel, which is like, a mask that your dermatologist puts on you okay, that gets saying. rid of hyperpigmentation, which you get. I've always had it. What is because I'm very melanated. It's like when you have like freckles and like okay. melasma, like yeah, this yeah. thing. I don't remember. Like, you know, the, uh, this brown spot. Oh, yeah. But that's like I feel like that's gone down. <laughs> yeah, because I've been getting my face like laser to hell. Oh, there yeah. You go. yeah. That's one but perk of I having love, disposable I think income. I just I mean, I feel like that's beautiful in its character yeah yeah well so whenever i go to the dermatologist and i get my fancy laser treatments i'm like can you just like work around that brown spot like laser everything minus that brown spot and she's like really you don't want me to touch that up and i'm like no no i don't okay cool because i like like that weird thing yes that's what i was yeah okay i was like glad i like that weird dead gray area like if i if i lost this mole on my face i have like a cindy crawford mole i would (laughs) cease to exist and actually, yeah. I had this, um, there's like a scar here when I was like 10 years old. It's called a celestial, I obviously didn't have any facial hair. It mm-hmm. was navy blue mole. I'm like, you know, I'm a Virgo sun, Virgo rising. I love sapphire, I love dark blue. Uh-huh. And this beautiful like blue mole. Mm-hmm. But Indigo then it became like girl. enlarged. And, like, yeah. a, and so they kind of got like a football shape around it, mm-hmm. removed it. And there was like a scar in my sideburn. Okay. I remember looking That's at why it. you have the beard at all times. And also just to kind of simulate a chin. Um, <laughs> but I remember it like uh, I wanted to keep it, but they're like, no, it's a biohazard. It's literally cancer. So, mm-hmm. But it looked like like a science classroom poster of like the dermatological layers. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, that is exact. It was like layers. It was yeah. like, they were like um, probably three quarters of an inch down. Mm-hmm. I had like a mini facelift when I was 10. Wait, what? It was like a mini facelift. Oh, because they like, like, like a, yeah. I envy you. I know. I would I love a mini facelift. I've always <laughs> kind of wanted like the fox eye lift just so I can look more Asian. What's the fox eye lift? It's like you a already thread look that Asian. kind of dissolves. It's like it kind oh, of oh the p pda whatever threads. Yeah, I think it lasts yeah, like a year. The Bella Hadid thing. That would be something different, but it might you know it might be the same thing. But like the ponytail. What what they call like the ponytail facelift, Mm -hmm. which is something I think a little different, but like it kind of does achieve the same. um, I mean, I would never actually fuck with my face. I'm fine. No, you're fine. You look very youthful and you have beautiful skin. Thank you. You do too. You look better and better every year. I have to say. Uh, Dasha too. You guys are really. I guess it's just 
it's literally from having money and money (laughs) people think that there's like some specific formula involved where like we're like getting jacked up on i've never in my life had anything injected into my face I, scouts I, on her except for cum. i don't want either of you to fuck with your face i would never at all there was an episode where i think dasha was saying she was like gonna get a little bit of lip filler and she decided not to the last minute and i almost i was like sitting on the bench and i almost like screamed like started just like running burst out crying yeah like, ne- like banging on her door like never do that i remember dasha was like i got my mole shaved off and i was like no i know like, like you have to like the imperfections are actually what make you perfect because oh yeah yeah it's like through some negative process but just distinguish yourself the cosmolon peel i have to do my spiel so the cosmolon peel the dermatologist applies this mask and then you have to wear you go home and you wear it for 10 hours you wash it off yourself and then there's like some care ritual for like 10 to 15 days or something Uh but the the catch is is that the mask is literally blackface (laughs) it's brown and you have to walk home from the dermatologist's office or like take an uber and you both of which are yeah yeah you have to like say hi to mika on the street (laughs) and i like one would be like uh hola (laughs) yeah and like i can't i can't like living in like quote dime square i cannot get this thing because i cannot walk home with literal blackface mm-hmm. on like Justin Trudeau. Let me show you this. <laughs> so I've been, I also post this on my Patreon, but I'm always collecting these. I get the most insane promoted um, ads on Instagram. And there's one of this very waspy guy just like in a field. <laughs> and he's wearing like this face mask. Okay, so here it is. Wait. This is just a bizarre image. That's, when you zoom in, the he's peel. wearing that's it. the peel. It like literally gets rid of it. Like, sucks yeah, the hyperpigmentation. Do? Do you know what's in it? Um, I don't know, like some sort of like azelaic or cogelaic acid, but it like uh-huh. literally like sucks out the hyperpigmentation. So like oh, wow. once you wash it off over the course of like ten days to two weeks, you basically like peel very heavily. You have like sheets of skin coming shit. off. Yeah. And then you have like a porcelain K pop face thereafter. You can Google it. The results are remarkable. How much does this cost? No, it's not that expensive. It's like seven or eight hundred dollars. Okay. It's under a thousand. It's like, under a thousand, yeah. It's doable. That's doable, I guess. But there's that one catch that you have to you walk just, through Dime Square with full on blackface. You take a fucking car. Yeah, but then the the kind of like Bengali or Yemeni Uber driver has to see some like white you bitch with like black face on. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I have MS. <laughs> oh, I had a really great moment taking Uber here where both me and my Uber driver weren't wearing masks and I was mm-hmm. like, thank God. I know. And I was playing the... Extentation and I was like, well, I didn't say anything. Is that how you say it? I think so. Okay. Well, like, there's a Hulu doc about him and I didn't know anything about him. Very <sighs> dark person I mean, a tough life growing up but mm-hmm. um he died when he was like 20 which is shocking like at a car dealership yeah he was like trying to buy a motorcycle he's kind of on like house arrest and he got he was able to go buy a bike well the and thing with was, these like, like these nouveau riche, him robbing him well the thing with these nouveau riche rappers like in the age of social media is that everything is like in like it's all geotagged so anybody who wants to rob you can literally run up on you because they mm-hmm. can follow you on social media yeah and if they're like baseline they know, like, car you drive like tech savvy like, yeah 
It's so easy. The documentary is really weird. He like, I mean, he has, he like really like beat the shit out of his girlfriend and it was terrible. Mm-hmm. Like very bad. Yeah. But then he was like starting to get his life together and having a positive change. And, you know, I don't know exactly. But I didn't know he was like so, ext- I think that like, so at the end credits, it was just kind of like, they were releasing like stats of his music and I think that he has like the most streamed rap song on Spotify Wait, all really? Time. It's like thirty one billion streams. I've tried to listen to his music and I like can't make it's, two cents it of it. It makes me feel like shit. It and just I'm makes like, me feel confused. Whoa. I feel like Joe Biden like standing at a podium. <laughs> like, this is how I'm gonna solve inflation. Yeah, it's it's really weird. And I guess we're just a little too old. We missed the whole Yeah. Because he's like, you know, average he's like 15 years younger than us no i know but that's like a beautiful thing too like i saw a tweet from this guy paul scholas aka lindy man who we're supposedly gonna have on the pod in a couple of days oh cool i i don't know what lindy is but we don't don't either we don't need to figure it out well i'll listen we'll have him do it yeah. yeah but um he tweeted something like you know people come to me and they say like paul like i'm out of touch i don't know what's going on and he's like that's good you are free everyone's out of touch now which is true. There's just like so much information spiraling. Yeah, there's so many niches, so many places to go. It's like that scene in Clueless where there's like tennis balls flying at your face, and yeah, and everyone is like Wait, a nose the job. What's the joke in that scene? That's so funny. Um, Amber like says flying at your face. Yeah, Amber is like, um, I have a doctor's note that says like I can't engage any active in any activity where there are balls flying at your face, right. and then like. The, who's the Stacy Dash character is like, well, there goes your social life. Exactly. Very funny. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I think like you have to like lean in to being out of touch. There's, there's only one way out, which yeah, is even you think you are not. And yeah. like, I mean, all these articles about like Dimes Square, which I really don't want to get into too much, but it's just like the fact that these people writing about it think that that's like, the cultural moment Zeitgeist, is yeah. absolutely deranged and stupid. I know. Do it hasn't been other for five neighborhoods years. where there's people who would never even know or care? Mm-hmm. Like parties in the Bronx, clubs, artists, performers. Wait, what? There's parties in the Bronx? You know, just like nightclubs and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, those people don't care about like some faggy little article. Yeah. About like, um, like a literary magazine launch party it's so boring yeah the kind of like like psychotically boring tyrant books and it's discontents or whatever yeah it it it's like very much like it's like a very fubu scene like for you for us by us whatever like that's what everything is and it's very disappointing to me because i wish things were kind of more but without any black melding no more black people i guess yeah (laughs) But like very, I like, need more black friends. Like I have cor- few, quirky but indie, not in like the. I mean, not you, in the. Type. I'm like I'm. I'll play the Z way. Name your black friends. No, I'm not. Doing Rank that. your black friends. Rank. Okay. <laughs> mm. no. Order of dick size. No. no. <laughs> um. No. But yeah, like, no, it's so stupid because it's like both sides are trying to like ratchet up their notoriety. Like one side being like, I worked at Metrograph and it sucked and i was fired like as if you didn't how see much do you that think coming? you get paid at metrograph to be a ticket uh, i don't know like 12 dollars. probably more than under that. 20 mm. 25 maybe i bet it was like 20 mm-hmm. which like until you know 
I spent my whole life working for like $20 and under an hour, basically. My last job before the pandemic, I was like working very consistently as like a production assistant. I, was thinking, I remember that. 30 yeah. bucks an hour. Yeah. And I was like, chitching. Wait, uh, like on an MCM shoot. Yeah, I worked for MCM. I remember I saw Ilya once and he was like, I saw your friend Dan at the MCM shoot. That's right. Yeah. And I was like, he's such like a hot, horny, pervert guy. Who, Ilya? Yeah. I can't talk about him. Okay, we won't talk I'm about him. I'm in it. That's a, a lot of energy. I was kind of like very transfixed by it. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh. It's, yeah. Photographers have to be perverts. Because I was thinking about this. Okay. Because I saw a photo of Eli. Because I did some like sort of headshots or like promo stuff for Eli like years ago. And one of these images like resurfaced again. I have one on my desktop. Yeah. And I don't really photograph people. I don't enjoy it. I just don't think. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I would photograph people in like a moment that's not planned. I can't set up this scenario to photograph someone and really try to capture their essence. Eli was a very good subject, though. But like, I've photographed like Dasha before, and they're doing okay. But I'm like, I knew I could have done better. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm just more attracted to like men, and like, duh. Yeah. But um, you see beauty in men that you don't see in women, even though you can appreciate their beauty. But like, yeah. the men's beauty is well. Anyway, go on. I have a take easier, about this. Yeah. And um, I. I mean, he really liked the images. They've got a lot, mm, yeah. of, a lot of mileage. Yeah. They, you know, it's like it was like three years ago. Yeah. Um, but he's still using them because he's a straight guy and yeah. he's not and I replenishing. Like, oh, just, um, I think it's a, a more like photographing straight guys a bit easier. It's like the the transaction of just like I'm not trying to make them be any different. Yeah. Whereas, like, if you've worked on photo shoots, it's like always like a gay guy being like, "Work, yes, work, yeah. God, like be this," and you know, of course, like you know, women want to be like a little more flamboyant. Yeah. Well, they want to be. They want it. They want sometimes. to be portrayed as they see themselves and not as everybody else sees themselves. Okay. Yeah. I feel like one of the things that I always get whenever I like post like a selfie or like any kind of image of myself is like, well, she knows her angles and I'm like, well, all women know their angles. Uh, it's like, every I see myself. Like, I spend the, the all the mole is doing all the work. Here. Yeah. It's like you spend more time with yourself than anybody else. So of course, you know, all your angles, everybody yeah. privately knows their angles and the kind of like, 9-11 style like personal tragedy that everyone encounters every time they're photographed by somebody else is that those people don't necessarily see them the best photos anybody has ever taken of me um were by bolt brown for oh, like I when those. i was like yeah. pregnant because he's armenian and he mm. like understands the planes and angles of my face and yeah. like appreciates them and can photograph them in a way that I find to be flattering. Whereas mm. like whenever I've been photographed by anybody else, they do something that's like very understandable to me, but they like will like dial up the kind of like androgynous envy vibes. Yeah. When they should like actually photograph by Richard Kern. That was fun because he was like very, well, he's like a dirty old man of photography yeah. and he was like up in here and Leia was the quote assistant. So it was like very nice and intimate and like, friendly vibe and he told me about his son who's like 21 or 22 probably 23 now who used to be a gamer but became a skater because he discovered that 
you, you can get pussy, pussy that yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, Kern was cool and he was like very easy to work with and like super chill and not at all creepy. What is his lighting setup like? Do you remember? It's just like a flash. Is it like one? Is yeah, like it's a, like one a, flash. A softbox yeah. at all? Or? Well, and I think his whole, I don't know, brand aesthetic is taking very like cute girly girls and making them look kind of sweatier and dirtier and more abject. Yes. Yeah, there's some casting couch vibes. Mm-hmm. Too, so and I'm like not his usual client. Cause I'm like a mature older like woman with like very a, pregnant. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, like my one. The one that thing that I was very shocked by with Kern that I w- I was like stunned that he didn't understand this as a photographer because he's so used to shooting like literal like nineteen year old twenty oh, yeah. two year old like nymphs still doing it I'm like wow that, yeah that, 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 what possesses him to do that is like a little uh, troubling to me I think it's fine no it's fine but I'm like as an artist how do you not try to do something different well that's his i mean i think that that's his aesthetic it's like his shtick if you want to be like uncharitable about it and he's like good at it and like he kind of like reveals again something like gross and abject and humiliating about his subjects which is like ultimately liberating and therefore art but like he had no idea how to shoot a pregnant woman because he kept shooting me from the front with pregnant women. When they have like a bump, you want to shoot them from the side to highlight the kind of teardrop shape of the bump. If you shoot them from the front, they just like look like that one guy in like family guy or (laughs) King of the Hill. Who's like an, you just like look kind of like Schwarzenegger and twins. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) And I was like stunned that never during the whole process was he like, can you cock the, the belly to the side? Yeah. Which was, I mean, that was like very actually like heartwarming and rewarding because I was like, oh shit, I could do this. Like seriously, like dead ass, if I was not a layabout podcaster, I think you'd be a good. I'd be a photographer and or a cosmetician. Mm, Yeah, Yeah. because I really. You should get behind the lens. I know. I would love to. You and my belly from the side. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to. I was thinking about like, well, what do I do next? Because I'm like so bored in a way and like i don't want to write academic like okay, intellectual well, that's, that's a, there was a question on my list is like do you like get like book do people propose like book deals for you like yeah you have, all the time i'm writing like, a book proposal now you? well that remains to be seen because you have to send the book to an agent and then the agent what do you think you can make off to, a book though what do i think yeah um no comment 400, 500? No comment. Okay. I'm going to keep the expectations very low. Right. It's all about managing expectations. Mm -hmm. But what I would love to do secretly is... Write a TV pilot. (laughs) Well, my sister thinks I should. I I would. We should do something I would. I totally would. But what I would really love to do, like what my secret passion is, is literally like get behind the lens and like photograph and like yeah do you like literal like fashion photography because i see i i follow a lot of like fashion photographers yeah like i follow a lot of them on women in a way that is like an special in a a uniquely degrading misogynistic way that men exactly (laughs) but it's you know and you get like crucified for 
being a misogynist a lot. But okay, but, but I love I don't women. I think you are. I'm at not. All. I love women. That's there's well, a lot of misconceptions about you. I will. Well, just Ilya say. said that to me once. That he he he's always like worried that people will think he's a misogynist. But at the end of the day, he truly loves and celebrates women. And I can vibe with that because I feel the same way. Everybody. I don't think that's unique or special to me. I think everybody loves women, and nobody likes women, and none of us are willing mm. to admit that <laughs> that's why i can't photograph them because i hate yeah. them so leia much. had a really great tweet a while ago where she was like well you know women are so annoying but they're so hot and yeah. it's true we give them a pass for that reason i like there's nothing the reason i live in this godforsaken shithole dump of a neighborhood which actually has a very nice family Do you think move soon? I don't know. Well, the baby <laughs> was born here, so it's going to be harder for me. And also my rent is cheap. But yeah, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. No, there's so many, like, the literally. Is too damn high. It Go is ahead, really, sorry. like, dime square up in here because the women are dimes. But they're dimes in the way that I like it because I don't I don't like overly, like, polished, coiffured women. I like women with, like, weird moles and body hair. Parisian. You yeah. You love French yeah. women. You should move to Paris. I would love something to. that was on my topics list that I wanted to bring up. So on my way, not on my way, but before I left the house to come over here, there was an article in the New York Times about the Ion Pod. And they finally took their mask off, and my Oops. roommate is one of the members of the Ion Pod. Who we accidentally took our masks off and, and revealed ourselves to be like really hot guys <laughs> or cinephiles. And then KJ is Maddie's boyfriend, mm-hmm. but so they were there was like a sort of transcript of like an episode they had with Jonah Hill mm-hmm. and like Dasha had come up and they're like, Oh, like Jonah Hill's like, I love Dasha, you know, succession, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And then he was like, Anna though, like she's scary. I almost like, <laughs> ro- I almost like drove my car into the New York times building. And I, I just, I didn't like that. That's it. Do be like that. It's fine. I'm like, so inured to it. I know. I'm, I'm sure it's not the first time you've heard it, but it like actually hurts my soul because I've known you for almost a decade now, and mm-hmm. you really are one of the nicest people I know. Very caring, very generous. Well, it's nice of you to say it. So I think I this is your brunette to... that doesn't smile, and I think that people are very simple-minded. Because actually, I remember the first time we met; it was at Forest mm-hmm. like house party, and we'd been friends on Twitter, and this yeah. was you know probably like eight years ago, and I was like, well. I was like, I kind of wish she was like more excited to meet me. But I was mm-hmm. like, oh, she's just Russian and kind of. Like, I do have retarded. that effect on people, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And then we were just we've been thick as thieves ever since. Well, so. no, all of my boyfriends say this. They're like, you know, after a while of dating them, they're like, you really like don't have a reaction. But it's literally because I'm. But so fucking. A what? low blood pressure toad, toad. <laughs> on a lily pad. Um. Wait. Speaking of toads, I feel like was it Tim Dill? There was someone. Ugh. It talking about. Uh, and it really like struck a nerve in me. It was like, there's basically like two types of gay guys now and you're either like super hot or you're a toe. And I was like, Oh, I might be a toad. No, I'm, I'm toad. You're not, I'm leaning toad. You're, you're not toad mode. I mean, That's I'm my new term toad. that I'm coding toad mode. <laughs> cause I've heard of this thing goblin mode that I'm not going to get into cause I'm like oh, yeah, too yeah, old and uncool. Like but, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I have to say I love Jonah Hill and Me I like too, all of not? his decisions that I'm he like so his creative excited decisions. For the Grateful Dead movie. I think that's crazy. It's so crazy. I just I I don't know how I feel Martin about Scorsese? that. Is it Scorsese? Yeah, because I think Scorsese much like Ann Coulter is a huge deadhead. I'm a huge deadhead. Mhm. 
Oh my god, in the latest episode of Real Houses of Beverly Hills, Lisa Rinna is wearing a bucket hat that has just like the Grateful Dead like pat <laughs> on it. I was like, no way, bitch. Um Yeah, no, I don't I'm really scared about the the dad movie because I'm like such a huge dad head that I'm afraid of being disappointed. And I, I hope so. Because you told me to watch that, like there's an Amazon doc. Mm-hmm. About, and I That's watched really it. good. It's it, really great. It's the first thing that I watched when I got out of the hospital, when I had my uh, mm. Coco situation. <laughs> and I really just like, I identify so deeply with Jerry Garcia. There's this like moment in the doc, like some footage where he talks about how like he doesn't want to have power because having power implies like lording over people and being like tyrannical and like there's nothing more frightening in this world than having a will to power which like all great artists have like all great artists are tyrants like my son is an aries and i was looking at there was some like list of like directors that eli sent me and it was like all of them are like all the great ones are aries And I was like, okay, this kid's either going to become a dictator or a director or a drug addict. There's only what's going to happen if he tries to do skateboarding. I'll let him do it. I'm actually very like, uh, so liberal, liberal and even keeled and tolerant. (laughs) Um, I'm a true lib cuck, but I, yeah, like that. I, I understand. Like I so intimately understand Jerry's like, impulse to self-destruct and i think jonah hill understands it as a guy who's like always struggled with his weight and probably has a lot of like self-hatred a lot of floundering and a kind of like a lot of um Mm -hmm. using your resources like the wall of sound was a very expensive thing to do and they didn't need to do that but like they squandered most of their money to just give like the best live performance but guys like Jonah Hill and like Kanye, they don't understand. They don't don't meaningfully understand that like what makes them beautiful and good artists is this like vulnerability and like mm-hmm. this like kind of like self hatred. You think they're both like running from it? Mm-hmm. They're masking it. They're Jonah like Hill optimizing, like, and they use it through fashion, which is mm-hmm. so gay. I was thinking about like because I was watching the the first episode of the new Kardashian show, and Kim was talking about like as candidly as she can about her divorce and how oh, they're trying yeah. to like co-parent and like whatever. And I was like thinking like when the divorce was first announced, there was this like really kind of like concrete like strict bifurcation like all the men took kanye's side and all the women took kim's side Mm -hmm. and like i can't choose i love them both because i identify with both of them yeah you know it's a sticky situation Mm -hmm. i I just i think their marriage has run its course and i think being married to kanye also being married to kim is probably it's a different kind of like kim i mean kanye really signed up for it and he like delved deep he like reinvented kim is like yeah. his like little faggot project to mm-hmm. like be like you're gonna be the highest you're gonna be the like not only just like the highest fashion girl you're also gonna be like the body ideal for the entire world mm-hmm. and he kind of made that happen which is such a very strange like situation yeah and so that's a weird pressure from Kanye and then Kim's whole world is it's 
unlivable. I don't know how she even like does it. Well, and I, then Connie's also just like a really annoying person and just has these. He's exhausting. Ideas. I mean, I had that impression. Run. Imagine if Eli was like, I'm going to run for president. And yeah. Like, well, I mean, I, no, I get that because you wanna, like, like just fucking bury your head in the sand. It's I, crazy. I feel like I get, I get where they're coming from because like, you know, Kanye is an artist and Kim's a manager and that's mm-hmm. like very relatable to me. Like I feel like Eli's an artist and I'm a manager and Eli's can be very like intense and implacable and I'm very like uh functional, utilitarian, like dependable. Like I get that dynamic, but I think every woman wants what like Kim and Julia Fox had with Kanye, which is like being like um, liberated from your responsibilities and turned into like a muse. Yeah. And you just lay there like that prostitute in gummo, the retarded prostitute. But typically that's just like a gay guy photographer and like a straight woman. They don't have like a romantic relationship. Yeah. Which but I don't, you'd be a great photographer. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to give you some tips of the trade. Yeah. I would I love so to, much. if anybody wants to take me under their wing, I've learned a lot. Like, There's some I, hot chicks that listen to my podcast. Mm-hmm. I would love to photograph. That's like what I uh-huh. secret. That's like my actual passion. It's funny when I went to this like holistic nutritionist slash endocrinologist who, by the way, literally you find her um, just like Google search. And okay. like when I met her, I talked about this a little on my pod. She, she asked me what, like, you know, I had to do the whole like intake form where you like fill out your like, medical history and your family history and your like like employment history and whatever and she was like well what do you do and in my typical like self-effacing cryptic way i was like i'm self-employed and she's like but what do you do and i was like i'm a podcaster and she's like well maybe i should come on your podcast and i was like you know what you should because this woman she's straight up she looks like lana del rey slash jennifer coolidge like she's like beautiful puffy and has lip fillers, but is hot. Oh, yeah. And it was wearing like an off the shoulder gingham dress. And the skateboards outside. Mm-hmm. But I forgot where I was going with this. Something. Just the the healer and the Jennifer Coolidge, Lana Del Rey. Something just, about. She wanted to come on the pod. Yeah, I don't know. You had remember. to divulge you were a podcaster to your holistic healer and that's a humiliating experience yeah it is which, yeah <laughs> um, oh my god that's reminds me of um doing my taxes this year i got the same woman at hr block as uh-huh. last year lesbian um no definitely like um latina very conservative like so lesbian maybe mm. she's like what is your so i i provided like my patreon W whatever's my Shopify whatever's my unemployment whatever's and she's like Patreon what's this I'm like I'm a podcaster <laughs> and I had to do this the year before so like I already had to explain to her and it's also like you have to wear a mask and there's like a plastic shield and there's so much noise in the office so I have to like literally yell and I'm not uh-huh. like I don't like to yell in general because um, I feel like I sound like a screeching like demon mm-hmm. so I'm like podcaster mm-hmm. she's like podcasts like you like you bored cats. You kill cats. I'm like no P O D. You have like a bag like, full of dead cats. Last year, yeah, I swing them around like the Times Square. I'm like, you're you're you've you've been at this table at Clando enough. Okay, it's time for you to go. And I swing the cats. Um, and it was just one of the most degrading experiences of my life. Is, like, is uh, 
someone who's never even heard of a podcast explaining what it is. I'm like, mm. it's like a radio show on a computer. I do it alone in my home. Wait, I love that. A radio show. But then she she saved me a lot of money a couple years ago. She's like, oh, do you do this in your apartment? I'm like, yeah. And she's like, oh, boop, 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 boop. Um, no, nah, I like H and R Block. They, I should go to H and R. Well, okay. One of the reasons there's audit also, production. There's what audit production. None of us are forty dollars. We're not just, getting audited. No, but I knew an artist that got audited, and they went to his house because he said he had a studio, and he didn't. And he got <sighs> well. This I don't like six years ago, but I, that 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 stuck in my. What, but why would you get audited? You I literally live I'm par- I'm with the Ion Pack every... guy in an apartment <laughs> where you share a bathroom, and there's like construction no, we happening. We each have our times. own bathrooms oh. and our own entrances. Oh, you share a kitchen, but none we of you share cook. a kitchen the size of like an outhouse. I was so like one of the most. You've been to my place, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I have. But I was so shook when I learned that that Curtis is your roommate, not Curtis Yarvin, Curtis uh, of Ion Pack. Yes. Imagine if you were living with Moldbug. I don't know who that is. Good for you. Mold Damn. bug. Yeah. That sounds like straight. Get with a program. Shit. Yeah, I'm yeah. not gonna go with that yeah. program. Um. He he invented a little something called Urbit. Oh, Urbit. Okay, so I did. I put on the episode. By the way, I do listen to every episode of Red Scare because I love your pod so much. Mm, that's horrible. But I put it on. We to have fall a, asleep, so I heard half, and I was just like, so actually distraught by like this whole thing. Because, like, there's, you know, the past few years, it's like, there's a cryptocurrency, and then there's new coins, and then there's this, and there's a new social yeah. media that's the universe is owned by, like, men doing a thing that also involves... I was like, oh, my God. So I probably got to, like, half of it. I, I drifted off. Probably had terrible nightmares. Mm-hmm. But Urbit, Jesus I mean, Christ. cryptocurrency is literally, like, plastic surgery for men. Well, when people called you and, and, and Dasha crypto fascists, I was like, they don't even know what Bitcoin is. So that crypto meant. No, I think they meant secret fascists. Like, well, low crypto, then I Googled it. I mean, crypto just means like new. And I was like, yeah, well, oh. I called myself a crypto fascist first on Twitter.com. There you in go. Like you gotta 2016. Get, you gotta get, a, you gotta get ahead of these things. Yeah. <laughs> I am a total Nazi when it comes to uh, grammar. I don't know. To Kelsey grammar. Yeah. Um, I forgot what I was saying. I think it's very we're hard. We're kind of winding down. We're, yeah, we're kind we of can, drunk, right? Yeah, we are I mean, we've done drunk. like an, oh, we've done like hour and 45. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. very long, yeah. Um, let me just glance at my topics, see if there's anything pressing that I, you know. It's actually so crazy, like this format of like doing podcasts with friends. Like I often have this with Dasha when we meet up before the pod and we're like, how are you doing? And then we have to shelve it and save it for the pod. Mm-hmm. Right? Also, I said to you on the stoop, you're like, how's your day? And I was like, Bitch, save for the pod. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we really talked about it. Oh, um, Lenny, your beautiful child, he can whistle. He can whistle, yeah. So cute. He's learned to whistle. I was hoping to see it. I was kind of hoping that he's he'd be like asleep. running around. No, no. Because I had like a really depraved joke that I wanted to make. It's like mm-hmm. not funny. Because mm-hmm. I wanted Lenny to like grab a mic and I'd be like, oh, Lenny, do you want to be the third mic? Uh-huh. I'd be like, no, third mic, not third. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I obviously couldn't get that one off because he's in bed. I like we took him to Van Leeuwen the other day and like he was eating ice cream and like mm-hmm. made a little hot fudge Hitler mustache <laughs> and literally did like a. <laughs> I was like, no, you're oh, like, the... you're raising him right. Mm-hmm. Does he have any like 
friends? Is he like a best friend? I mean, he's like what, like fourteen months, right? Yeah, he's have- twelve. He's yeah, he's fourteen months exactly. Yeah, um, yeah, he has a lot of friends, but like not. I mean, kids don't have friends until they're like three yeah, or four they just like kind of look works. into like mid space they don't really right. like i mean i was the youngest of all my cousins bro- everyone. Yeah. i was on the baby and that kind of makes sense for my personality i'm like who's gonna take care of me and like yeah there's no one all, he has all of his friends are like um 28 to 33 year old whores such as <laughs> leia and dasha and emily <laughs> it's really cute he like lights up around women also he- none of them are under 30 Wait, Leia's not under 30? Didn't she just turn 30? Oh, oops. Okay, whatever. Oh, wait, no, did she not? Um, oh, but it- my babysitter's under 30, and she looks like Diane Lane. Well, she so, should be, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of embarrassing to babysitter, like, well mm-hmm. over 30. But no, Lenny has a lot of friends. I mean, it scares me because it dawned on me that, like, the thing that people think I am, which is, like, some, like, silver spoon and font tarib who like grew up in the lap of luxury that's what he's gonna be yes yeah like i grew up in a very humble and modest circle i didn't have anything um but like lenny will literally have everything handed to him which freaks me the fuck out yeah yeah i wonder what that's like managing but it's like you want to but like yeah I mean, either way, I, I think like, you know, parents are always anxious about fucking up their kids. And like the thing that you have to keep in mind is that you're going to, no matter what you do. Yeah. You're going to fuck your kid up no matter what you no do. No matter what, especially he, mother and sons. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, good luck. Just and he's like, an iPad and go out with your friends. Well, the thing with like <laughs> boys, I really, I really hope that the next one will be a girl because the thing with boys is that they really do not respect their mothers they love their mothers but they don't respect them like every time i'm with lenny i feel like he's gonna stone me to death (laughs) he just like cackles innocently and then like hits me with a drumstick oh yeah like cracks me over the skull how's the act of eli he respects him oh shit yeah he listens to him (laughs) if eli's like shh (laughs) well he has like the fear of god in his eyes yeah Maybe if you interject some more dysfunction to your relationship and you get him turned against Eli, then he'll... No, I would never. I would never. But, like, my (laughs) mom, probably because we were girls, was such a hard-ass, like, authoritarian... She was... I can't say she was an authoritarian mom. She wasn't, like, a tiger mom. She had no standards or expectations. She was just, like, um, arbitrarily violent. Mm -hmm. And, like... I feel like, but also was was really like brilliant. I mean, she's a Gemini. She's like Kanye, Azalea, Donald Trump, like all yeah, great artists. All the greats. Yeah. But I'm like, whatever my mom was as a mother, I'm like the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. I'm like such a softy and I'm so doting and weak. And I think that that's going to create its own. weak though. With him, I am. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'll change with the years. I mean, it's all yeah. some different phases. I find it so hard to discipline him because I can't bear to see the sight of his face like crumpling that's, with tears. That's something, yeah, I'm curious about too is like how do you, if you have like, you know, if you don't want to repeat the cycle of like what your parents did, mm-hmm. how do you even learn how to discipline a kid? Well, I do and I too? don't. I mean, I think the best thing about like being an adult and like, you know, the captain of your own ship or whatever is that you have to like, 
you you grow to understand and respect and forgive your parents and you realize that like yeah they were like imperfect people trying to make do and do the best they can in an mm-hmm. imperfect world and what you have to do is take what they did well and apply that and then discard what they did poorly yes. and like women and children are the same we're all seeking leadership which is the application of standards and expectations so you have to Mm. like as a parent you have to like lay down the law and you have to be prepared to be at least for a time unlikable and the enemy you don't have to he doesn't have to like you but he does have to respect Mm -hmm. you because it's better in the long run yeah you know and I'm very conscious of like, you know, there's this whole concept of like the edible mother. I think all women have it in them. All mothers have it in them to be the edible mother. And you have to like catch yourself and not allow yourself to do that. Mm-hmm. Like you can't be overly consuming and devouring and try to like put out your kids fires for them. Yeah. And like, I just feel like I, I felt like I've been alone since the day I was born. Mm-hmm. I feel like I dealt with everything myself since I was like literally in like kindergarten. Yeah. Like no one even like talked to me. I I, I yeah. really don't even think I've had like a real conversation with either of my parents in my entire life. Yeah. But you should consider that a blessing too, because I think like I, uh, as like the children, like a healthy ro- like romantic relationship. And I feel like that's well, yeah, but as the, as the children of like, eastern european immigrants i think like we probably envy this kind of like doting hands-on positive approach that we see in our like american peers oh my god no but when like someone posts like a screenshot on twitter of like oh my god my family group chat was like being so crazy yeah. I'm, like if my family texted me every day I would literally kill myself mm-hmm. like i do like a certain distance and it's yeah. like it is actually i love to leave my mom on read <laughs> my mom just got an iphone for the first oh, no. she, she went from a flip phone to an iphone it's fine it's it's not too my mom dms me racist bon mods on instagram fine. yeah she's like should i watch ozark so I'm like, it's kind of a long journey and there's not a huge payoff but like have you, you know, heard of six feet under mom <laughs> i think i have told her to watch though i made a list for her one time and i was like six yards at the top yeah but like as you get older you realize that it's actually a a huge huge blessing to have hands off parents i mean what i've done in my life is like radically overcompensated for the fact that my parents were like i think my parents are way more brilliant they're they're like like my parents are legitimately i can say like people are like well well, what is a genius i you know how can you tell if somebody's a genius i know what a genius is because i think my parents are both like literally if you measured their iqs they would probably be geniuses I am merely a midwit. I am like a no. Pu- no, I am a pubic hair on my You're parents' like, ass. The smartest person I know. Well, thank you, but like, I, like truly, <laughs> who else? I'm too. Together, I'm but. too like literal and um, limited to ever hope to attain that level of like brave creativity. But having true, seen but. it, it comes. It comes with a lot of pitfalls, uh-huh. which is like the tendency to be like immature and infantile and have poor impulse control and that sort of thing and so like Uh i've like overcompensated in the other direction by being like a total earth sign and because you're leo virgo mm -hmm. cusp right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. august 20 
Third, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very numerological mm-hmm. up in here. But like my thing is that with kids, you have to give them kind of an illusion of free reign while setting certain limitations and standards that they hope yeah, to because live like up it's, to. It's like they do have just their own personalities and you can't really even do that much. Like they're it's gonna yeah. just come out anyways. You just have to kind of give them like I mean, I'm, why am I even trying to even parenting advice? I don't know what I'm talking <laughs> about. I just think that like you go and you put some bumpers on and you try to stay back mm-hmm. more than like I think modern parenting yeah. is where it's like kids could be alone. Like why is it weird for kids to be alone? Like yeah, you know, exploring like do, doing like dumb shit in their room. And that's what I was doing. I just my family was always fighting, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna go off into my yeah, own like little hide. gay universe. Yeah. Um, it means the best thing, but it just is a thing. And yeah, there's there is no best thing. Yeah, like you 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 make do with the circumstances that you're dealt, and like my feeling about it is that like I consider myself very lucky. I like pinch myself every day as like gay as it sounds because even like I have an incredibly like well-behaved outgoing, so cute. sweet, cute, like incredible, like so notably cute. cute child. And he who- also looks like you, which is like a total mm-hmm. a win. I think I won the, the genetic joust. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Like, I'm, uh, Ellie, uh, I was watching like season six of Beverly Hills Housewives and Kyle's like, Oh, the daughters look like the fathers and the sons look like the mothers. I'd never even like heard that before. And I think it's actually probably a little true. It's probably true. Well, Kim says on the first episode of the new Kardashians that Kylie looks prettier second time around and her belly sits in a certain way that leads Kim to suspect that she's having a boy and not a girl. Oh yeah. And Kim brings up this like old wives tale that like, um, boys, um, increase your beauty. Whereas girls steal your beauty. Oh yeah. Hmm. That's true. Cause you have like, you look great. <laughs> Thank you. I literally had like facial feminization surgery from having the kid. <laughs> and like, but even so, like, I really do like want a girl next because having a boy like, so cute, as yeah. a woman is tough. And also I want to buy all the girl clothes. You want to. Yeah. I, I have to be, I have to curb myself. Cause Melville clothes you're wearing. Yeah. Now. My like shrunken. Do the Bethany Frankel like, Oh my God, I fit into her pajamas. Yeah. And she's four. Mm-hmm. You should definitely do that. Yeah, like one of the big tragedies of my life is that my mom is like a lot taller and larger than me, so I could never wear all of her curves. Is she taller than you? A lot taller, yeah. Really? I mean, I met Olga. She's shrunk with age, but my mom was like straight up like 5'7. Okay, that's I'm 5'4, yeah. You're 5'4? Yeah. I'm always shocked. I never get how tall women are. No. Well, that's I assume good. everyone's like, everyone's like five nine, Mm-mm. but they're not. They're never. They're never. No. They're like five four. No, I'm tiny, but my mom was legitimately like a big and tall woman. She shopped at big and tall. <laughs> yeah. Cedric the Entertainer. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I forgot where I was going with this. Something I mean, we're like, winding down. We've done like almost yeah. two hours. No, but I feel like. Uh, <sighs> this is going to sound so like a condescending and like morally superior, but I feel like truly <laughs> blessed that I have this child who's so like perfect and well-behaved and 
Like mm-hmm. I narcissistically feel like it's a reflection on all of the hard work that I've secretly put in in my life that I pretend that no, I haven't. Yeah, and of course it is. But it's also not it's accident. not. But it also it's not. It's like really up to God in some way. And but even so, I mean, I guess having some this have like kids that like scream and cry all the time. And it's like you you kind of do. There's like mm-hmm. why, there's shit you can't really. Expect. And this child like straight up like. He's an angel. He's an angel. He doesn't cry in planes, but he's so high energy and so demanding. Even so, it's like so exhausting. Like I feel like brain dead and fuzzy all the time. Mother's job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I remember like when I was like, I don't know, 16 or 17, my mother would uh, say to us, like, you guys were parasites. Because when she had us, it was in the Soviet Union. There was, I'm like slurring, (laughs) Soviet Union. There was like, you know, everybody had like totally poor nutrition. Her hair fell out, her teeth fell out. Like, all the shit. And like, she was, you know, she was like very fond of being like, you know, children are parasites in this like kind of ironic, sarcastic way, but they are in a way that she, even she didn't appreciate because once you have one, they like create literally literal worms in your brain that make you want to have more. Mm-hmm. It's like when women collect cats and the cat piss like mm-hmm. creates some sort of like the uh, toxoplasmosis. Toxic yeah. Like, yeah. I need more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have to get sister back. <laughs> Let's go upstairs and grab her. Yeah, no, I know, I know. <laughs> oh, but Eli won't let me. Yeah, that's a that's a sticky situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess if the cat, mm-hmm. she's such a bitch. I know. Everybody hates I the cat. <laughs> I mean, she's so beautiful to look at, but like, I know. I, you know, I get her though. I feel like I get this. Yeah. She's like us. She had a hard she life, and she like, made the best of it. In Bushwick, she was like living next to like the Popeyes. <laughs> I would frequent. And she was born in Bed-Stuy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Because, yeah. I remember that apartment. It's mm-hmm. called the Catpist. That's mm-hmm. when we, that was like the first time we hung out like one-on-one. And mm-hmm. you're like, I have to move. And then, oh, my God, I remember. Okay. So we're winding down. But I I, I did hook up you with the apartment with Emily and Leia. Mm-hmm. And this is like a funny... Emily is like the funniest person in the world, actually. Emily is a so, genius. Absolutely. An unsung genius. Absolutely. And she doesn't even like try at all ounce and to also even get any up, recognition for it. No. And she makes me laugh like harder than anyone. So I remember I was <laughs> this this is like peak Emily. I was like, Oh, I think I found like a girl like moving to your apartment. Um, her name's Anna and she's like, Is she brunette? <laughs> I was like, Yeah, she's like, She's not moving yet. <laughs> I remember like, I'm the only brunette. Yeah. I was like, Yeah. Bitch, yeah. There can't be two brunettes from New Jersey. I know. And then now, look at us now. I mean, they're upstairs. You know. We were talking. It's it's a family affair. I know. Emily is like straight up one of the most remarkable people I've met because she's like I think also if you like pulled out the calipers and met and measured her IQ, she would be like totally on the the genius tip. But she's also like one of the most beautiful women I've yeah, ever she's met. She's doing in my life. Aubrey Plaza better than Aubrey. Yeah, yeah. She's funnier than Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, yeah. And she doesn't it, understand this about herself. And like, um, I remember my mom was like, "That girl looks like Liz Taylor." Oh, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> oh, we love Emily. Yeah. Um. We should text her. Well, they're upstairs. I, I texted, she texted. I texted her, and she's like, "I'm sorry, I'm having like cramps. Mm-hmm. I probably will meet up after the pod. I'm going to bed, so okay. I won't." But okay. Maybe if Leia's up. Yeah. 
We'll hit Leia. Call Leia. Yeah. But we Wait, done... have you have you had Leia on the pod? Yeah, a couple times. Okay. Yeah. I think we should have Leia on the pod again. Because I remember the first time yeah. it, it didn't go over well and somebody said, well, I mean, uh, the first time the I read thing. the subreddit, these, these somebody was like, terrible people. their guest sounds like she has stage 47 throat cancer. Leia has like a beautiful raspy voice. I, I love, love her, her voice. Yeah. I love Leia too. And we have Jamie Simone who's visiting. Oh yeah. She, she's well, staying upstairs for like a month. And, you know, um, Jamie, Jamie is the person who coined the term. She coined, and also, I just want to say... Yeah, I love Stephen <coughs> Phillips' horse. Those are my voices. I'm, I'm fading out. I've been smoking too yeah, much. Yeah, our first. He guest said he coined the, the term. I know that's when Meg Murnane really hated me because mm-hmm. I was drunkly like I should have been the first gay guy in the pod, not uh-huh. Stephen, because like it's not your <laughs> podcast. And she's like, "What?" And anyways, whatever. <laughs> that was years and years ago. I don't care. Yeah, but he did not coin the term. It was Jamie Simone. It was Jamie. But also, Jamie Simone was on my podcast, and actually. The person who coined the term was Alex Goyevich, who's a video a videographer. Okay. He you know, he used to work with like this magazine. He he did the new um, Yeah Yeah Yeah's video with Sean, which is who he directed at Cody Critchlow. It's okay. so good. It's it's like so stunning. It's amazing. It's like music videos are back. Mm-hmm. So he kind of said it casually, and they were like friends or something, and and then she kind of she popularized it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I have like email receipts to prove it, but. Anyways, um, Dime Square, it's not going anywhere, no. I guess. I really thought it'd be done by now. <laughs> but no, we've done over two hours. That's and um, hideous. <laughs> 205.30. thank you so much. Thank you for having I love me. you so much. I love you too, Dan. And um, I guess here's to another two years. Can we just cheers our empty yeah. wine glasses because we drank it all? <laughs> Um, glug glug glug. Okay. Um. Good night. Good night. I'll see you in hell. See you in hell. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna stop recording. <laughs>